You there? Yep. Welcome to the Nerds Who Isolated Themselves, episode 8. Um, do we still need to be in isolation? I mean, we still are, it's a choice, but I'm, I'm so confused. Oh yeah, I think we are. Oh, I'm used to it now, I think I prefer to be isolated. Yeah, it's it's quite nice not have to put clothes on. For nerds who choose to isolate themselves. Yes, it's a choice. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're woke snowflakes and sheeple. Absolutely. Anyway, um, I am Stuart Moraine, and I've done some shit, and I'm joined by the creator of Zoot and other things, Andy Hanks. Other things. How are you, Hi, sir? Hi, everybody. I am okay, thank you. I'm still going. I'm still surviving. Yeah, did you survive the extreme heat and then shitty weather? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I blinked and missed it. But yeah, we bought, we bought a barbecue. When it was really, really hot, we went out and bought a barbecue. And we haven't used it because it was raining the day after. It hasn't stopped since. So it's your fucking fault. Yeah, my fault. This is like when you kill Bob Hope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Was that on the podcast? It was, wasn't it? What, you killed Bob Hope? Yeah. That was, was years it? before we did the podcast. Oh, uh, was it? Oh, okay. I know these things all bleed into one. Yeah. <laughs> I know the past, like, 25... Is it 25 years? Yeah, it's got to be. Possibly it's more, isn't it? Since we started hanging out in Spanish class. No, it was 91. Was it 91? Yeah. Yeah, it would be 91, 92. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. So, yeah. Fucking hell. 30 years. Something like that. Yeah. Scary stuff. Yeah, it would have been, wouldn't it? It would have been first term of the second year, of the third year we went into Spanish groups. Or was it second year? Yeah. Fuck I think it was first year. No, first year we didn't really. I'm sure it was later in than that. Either way, Basically, I know we didn't learn much Spanish. What we're saying is we're fucking old. We are fucking old. It's uh, we've been watching. We got back into watching Top of the Pops. Oh God, yeah. So we're on 1991 at the moment. But fuck, man, that's <laughs> it was great. Have you got to the stage where you said, "I bought this on single. I bought this when it came out." Yeah, and on a couple of occasions I've gone back and rebought the single off of eBay. <laughs> but um, it's just weird watching it. Do you remember when Top of the Pops was a thing? Yeah. For one. Yeah. We were watching one the other day because they show two. Mm. So we had a load built up for a while. <laughs> Partway through one of them, Kat went, are they just repeating old episodes now? <laughs> and I sort of looked at a puzzle and she was like, because they were wearing that last time they were on and they were wearing that last time they were on. I was like, well, I mean, to be fair, they're all repeats. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I hate to break it to you, but it's not 1991 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so are you watching them in order? Uh, yeah, as they, bro- they broadcast them in order kind of thing. So, so have you got to take that period yet? Is that the reason no. you're watching it? No, that's coming. No, I started watching it with Jack for the 1989 one. 
Okay. But halfway through that year, we started watching it. So I missed, like, License to Kill and Bat Dance. Mm. And, yeah, we just sort of kept watching it. And then Jack lost interest when we hit 1990 because it got a bit more um, rap and Hacienda kind yeah. of music. Oh, did I take it he was uh, for the Queen bits and stuff like that? Yeah, he still pops down. So Christmas number one, 1991 will suit him. Because mm. that was Bohemian Rhapsody, wasn't it? That was Bo Rap, yeah. And uh, these are the days of our lives. So, but he's more into the Beatles than Queen at the minute. Really? Wow. He's on a proper Beatles kick. So, but somebody tried to take the piss out of him at school for it, and he was like, I don't care. <laughs> good lad, absolutely good lad. Yeah. Imagine taking a piss out of someone for listening to the Beatles. And Queen. Now. Yeah. But... But then my eldest nephew's like that because he liked um, like Britney Spears and all that, and he didn't give a mm. fuck what anybody thought. Yeah. And I kind of, I mean, I suppose we were sort of a little bit like that with like liking sci-fi stuff when it wasn't cool and comics. And I, if I remember rightly, please correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you have a thing with Mariah Carey? I liked her early stuff at the time. Mm. I wouldn't say I had a thing with her; I wasn't obsessed. Oh, okay. Uh, I'd liked, um, was it Music Box, the album at the time? Oh, yeah, yeah. But to be fair, I mostly was brought up on my dad's music, so I liked yeah. Lionel Richie and Rod Stewart and all that crap. Yeah. And still do to a certain degree. See, Always got room for Lionel. I was I was also brought up on my parents' stuff. Unfortunately, it was things like Gene Pitney and the Walker Brothers. Isn't that wrong with the Walker Brothers? Oh, I'm sorry. They're fucking dull. Yeah, but now I've uh, summer's coming around, so I'm back on my summer albums, so like the first Heim album and Taylor Swift 1989 and all that stuff. Okay. I don't care if I'm mocked for that; it's a great pop album. Yeah. I've sort of hit that point now where I don't get music snobbery. No, no. Well, to while drawing thing at the moment. There's two. There's the Hamilton soundtrack and Lame. See, I never liked. I was never a fan of Lame. I've not seen Hamilton yet, so. Oh, uh, absolutely. Well, um, I've only watched Lame. The actual watched on actual on screen once. Yeah. But I've heard the soundtrack so many times. It's fantastic. Well, I was like that with Phantom. I'd heard the soundtrack, but never seen the thing. And then my grandparents yeah. had it on video, so I think we watched so, it then. Yeah. So I've always had a thing for Phantom, mostly for music mm. of the night. But yeah, but yeah, I got it taped off of Sky Arts. They showed one of the stage versions. That's it. But they did. It's, it's trying but to find the time to watch it when Cat's not around. But I still need to watch Hamilton. It's on Disney Plus. But oh, Hamilton's brilliant, mate. Really uh, good. Uh, everybody seems to think so. so. Yeah, it's great. But, but yeah, no, other than that, it's uh, I haven't been able to listen to music much while I've been drawing. Mm. I can't, but just because Kat's working in the other room, so she's working from home, so she don't oh, really okay. want me whacking on. So I got um, vinyls for Christmas that I still haven't had a chance to listen to properly. Yeah, admittedly, some of them are ones I got on CD. I've got the Psycho soundtrack that I've been wanting to listen to for ages because mm. that's a great score. But, um, yeah, I don't think she'd appreciate it. Is it just it. an hour of... Uh, 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 
Yeah, pretty much. But, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. but yeah, I don't think you'd appreciate that. And then, yeah, sort of like old Top of the Pops and watching programs about 90s pop music sort of got me back, so I dug out my Spin Doctors yeah. album. Awesome. That's a great album. The Pocket Which Full album? of one. That's my third of my favourites. I mean, yeah, I don't think I've heard any Spin Doctors after that, to be fair. Yeah, oh, that's good. I love Spin Doctors. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, like I say, you've got Jimmy Olsen Blues on that, and you've got Two Princes, which, let's face it, is always going to be a Stone Cold classic. It's an cl- absolute classic, yeah. So, Cat's not a fan of that album either. That's so. because I've got Take That on it. Exactly, but... But still, it's a... No, I, uh... I really want to do a proper go-through of my CDs again. Just dig some stuff out and have a proper listening session. Have you got a CD player in the car? Yes, but I tend to just keep the same CD in it. Mm. Which so, is? At the moment, it's Springsteen's Greatest Hits. Mm. Just because there was a particular song I wanted to listen to, and it's just easier to just keep the same CD. <laughs> mm. So driving to and from work in a week, I listened to that about three times. The problem I have is that it's like, oh, I fancy listening to something else, and it's like, I can't be asked to pick. You know that weird thing when you've got too much choice? It's like, oh, I'll go for that album, but then it's got uh, uh, on it, and I know absolutely. I can skip it, but... Yeah. When I go to live drawing, before I started listening to these musical soundtracks, I'd be sat there ten minutes before it started, going through iTunes, drastically trying to find something to listen to, because I just couldn't decide. Yeah, I need to sit down and do a proper playlist on my iPod, but it's yeah. the faff of putting music on my iPod now. Back when before when the world was normal when I used to go to uh, Silverstone every year I had a CD that I used to put in the car uh, that had my 4am road trip music on and it was, it was such a good album I've still, I've still got it on um, on my place on, my, on iTunes but you had things on there like uh, things like Elbow on there you know um, there was a couple of Beatles tracks on there uh, but also the, you know, it was the, um, oh shit, who did the theme to the uh, London Olympics? The theme to the London Olympics? Yeah, at the beginning. What, who were they? They were, um, oh, who did Paul Slippy? Um, Underworld. Underworld. They did it. Um, and it is such an amazing piece of music. It's about twelve minutes long, and it—I don't think I don't know if it's the theme to it, but it's the track that they used during the opening ceremony. It probably is because that was Danny Boyle, wasn't it? Did all that. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And it just builds and builds and builds, and it's such a beautiful piece of music, and it's awesome. Really See. good. One of my favourite music memories you must have had like a multi-CD thing in the boot of your car at the time was you cutting off a CD partway because we were merging on the motorway and suddenly Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone comes on. on. Danger Zone, yeah. (laughs) I always think of that whenever I hear that song. Yeah. You used to do it every time. Yeah. No matter where you were in a different album, it was like, it's time. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Music's weird, like, isn't it? Yeah, it conjures up so many little memories and things. 
I'll tell you one of my hated things at the moment, and it may be discover a new track, but there is an advert on the radio, and it's for, it's for a car, is it, from the new electric Jag or something? But it's, it's a, it's, there's a song on it from the 1970s, and I'm trying to Google it, because I can't remember the name of it. Um, uh, the track is called The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Right. Uh, there we go. And it is by a band called. Uh, oh, it's not the Metallica version. <laughs> Vangelis and the Bollock Brothers. No, that was them. <laughs> Aphrodite's Child. All right. And it is a terrible song with the worst lyrics. And right. I urge you to listen to it. Okay. What I'll do, I will send you... And I'll send me the YouTube play. link. I'll send you the YouTube link right now. Uh, when you get a minute, have a listen to it. It's okay. fucking awful. Um, uh, uh, where are you? Who are you again? You are... Fuck those anymore. Um, I've decided I need to get Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast. Oh, yeah. I don't own it, and I need it. Yeah, it's got running to the hills on it. If nothing else, it's worth having for that. Oh yeah. My favourite Iron Maiden album is Fear of the Dark. Ooh, such a good album. Cool. Got it. I'll check that out later. Um, Yeah, let me know what you think of it. It's fucking awful. (laughs) I've been watching old episodes of classic albums as well. So I watched the one for Metallica, the Black Album. Yeah. Which is actually just called Metallica, but it is. It was been known as a black album because it had a very faint, like a ninety five percent black uh logo on it, didn't it? Yeah. So apart from that it was or was it glossy? I think on the original on I think the on the original it's glossy. When they did it on C D it was like a scan. Yeah, it was a it was a tight it was something like a ninety eight percent black yeah. grey or something. But that's a great album. Oh, it's one of the best. That's my my university soundtrack, that one was. But it's good on that classic album, because they talk about doing S&M Live as well. That's a great fucking album. that's another... Yeah, and the second one's coming out as well, or is that? I can't remember. Yeah, but it's not... I think that came out, but it's not Michael Kamen, because obviously Michael Kamen died. Yeah, of course. Because I love the story that Michael Kamen tells on classic albums, where he's like, yeah, he was in a lift with them, and he mentioned that they should do it like on stage with a full orchestra. He was like, I didn't hear anything for about eight years. And then mm. my agent phoned me up and was like, oh, Metallica rang about that thing you're talking about them with. He's like, what the fucking thing? <laughs> he was like, you're about doing the thing. He was like, that was like eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's to do a bit of a shout out to Wolf Skull Jack as well, because... She's been doing some incredible official Metallica posters, hasn't she? She has. I liked her thing the other day Actually, about um, people, flippers, getting pissed off with her because she wouldn't sell her posters to them. Yeah, absolutely. But she's just been talking about the Black Album. She's just done one for Into Sandman, hasn't she? Yes, she did um, Pink Floyd one recently as well, didn't she? Yes, yes, she did, yeah. Uh, has she revealed that? I know she hinted it. Did she reveal it? I can't remember. I think she did. I know she bought my car. Oh, of course she did, yeah. What is your claim to fame? <laughs> I love that car. I still miss it. Is it still going, Gina? Does I don't know. I'm, af- I'm afraid to ask. Mm. 
just in case they're like, oh yeah, we scrapped that about a week after we bought it. <laughs> no. It had its problems. Was it, wasn't there a CD jammed in it? Yes, or a, a David Holmes album. Yeah. Yeah, because when I sold it, I advertised it as with a free CD. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, so. Well, you know, perks are perks. They might discover something new. Probably not their sort of thing, but. But yeah, to. That's that is my uh, that's my tangential connection to uh, Metallica. Metallica. <laughs> it's the artist who does some of their posters bought my car. <laughs> that is a great connection. <laughs> that's my six degrees of Kevin Bacon to Metallica. <laughs> Can you link up Kevin Bacon with Metallica? Just to give you. Uh, in a movie, a cowboy movie with. I think he was in a cowboy movie once. Quite possibly. There probably is a way. Mm. <laughs> when I think of Metallica movie, I just think of some kind of monster. Yeah. Is there a relationship therapist that doesn't want to actually leave? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great documentary. I've only watched that once. I need to watch it again. I've seen it a couple of times, but not for years. But... But yeah, um, I'll tell you a good soundtrack is the um, Elite Battle Angel one, the score for that. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah, I watched that again the other day. I, bet I bought that on CD. It's, trouble with scores is you need to pick the right one for what it is you're working on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, tend to find if you're trying to do something non-sci-fi to put a sci-fi score on. Mm. Yeah, it's the same, but I find, like uh, what I want to do, live drawing... I loved Avenged Sevenfold, um, Sevenfold, but that really does not work for life drawing. Yeah. Yeah, you find yourself, you just kind of find yourself kind of headbanging a little bit, so, you, you know, it doesn't really work. Yeah, I imagine, like, that and like, Metallica sent anger. They're not really <laughs> life drawing <laughs> albums. <laughs> just in not a room, really. scribbling on the page. <laughs> like, What's he doing? <laughs> That sounded almost like a good lyric, I did, in a rave scribbling on the page. <laughs> That's a potential title for this episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so what else has been going on then? What let's let's do the usual list of things. Um what what you've been working on that you can talk about? Uh mainly commissions um, I haven't been doing a lot of sketchbook work recently because I have need to plough through my list of commissions my ever-growing list of commissions which is always good but, it um, is good but you do need to have a cut-off slot where yeah, you say I can't at the moment sorry I've really been burning the candle at the moment and like um, pulling for instance something I've been working on recently uh, a set of two images I worked out the second one I worked out driving in this to work this morning I finished it over the weekend, and I think I spent about 23 hours on it. Get now. Um, altogether, roughly. Um, like on Sunday, I started work on it at 11am, and I actually finished it at 9pm. Almost on the dot, I finished it at 9pm. So, you know, that was almost, apart from an hour for lunch, that was almost on stop. 
touch. Um, but you know, I'm not going to moan about it because I'm really enjoying that at the moment. You know? Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's just it's, I think you know it's absolutely exhausted. See, yeah. I don't think I'd enjoy it. I think that's part of the reason. Well, that nobody would ever really want them, but that's part of the reason I don't offer commissions. Yeah, I think it adds when, when there's money involved. I mean, admittedly, I don't charge a lot, but I think um, it adds another pressure to it as well. Because, yes, you know, it's like shit. I've actually got to do a good job on this now because you know it's you know it's a actual there's money involved. You know. Yeah, I mean, I've done odd commissions for people and been paid for them, but you did that work for the uh, museum, didn't you? I did, and I did a pin-up for Tony's Hall Chronicles. Mm. Um, but yeah, anything else I've done commission-wise, I've, not even, I've got that Muppets Christmas Carol one that I still haven't done yet, just because... Because it's not Christmas? It's, it's not Christmas, and I've not really been feeling it. I do need to do it, and I will do it at some point, just for the fun. I did enjoy drawing it, so it's just I keep coming up with different things I want to do instead. It's my yeah. problem. My problem is I go through Instagram looking at different artists and I kind of... Um, yeah, don't do that. And then it's like, yeah, it's like, shit, I want to do something like that. And, oh, that's a good idea. I'll do something like that. And it's like, well, no, because I'm too busy at the moment. My problem with Instagram is that because I've went through a stage of going on there looking for life model type pictures to draw, is that my search thing, no. all the suggested things are scantily clad. Yeah. <laughs> ladies in latex or bikinis with their bosoms hanging out. Advertising their only fans. Yeah, and it's like you know that's that's cool and all, but I do also search up artists, so you could occasionally chuck me a picture of a robot. Because <laughs> I'm getting nothing done looking at this uh, cleavage all the time. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> so. How do you expect me to work? <laughs> it is indeed. It's a weird Come thing, on. that. It's like, because you sort of, if you ever look at any of the pictures and then read any of the comments on them, and you see, it's all guys of a certain type, generally, mm. usually saying the same thing. Mm. It's like, what is the best case scenario you think is going to happen from you commenting here? Do you mm. genuinely think she's going to be like, cool, yeah, let's go for that date? Weird guy on the internet I've never seen. <laughs> I got um I got a reply to a message from uh, I say celebrity from a person who's been in movies today. Admittedly, okay. admittedly, she hasn't been in movies since like the nineties. I was about to say it wasn't somebody in one of my films, was it? Because <laughs> no, no disrespect to any of those people. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Actual, uh, not actual movies. Sorry, right? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, they, no, like like a, like a cinematical release. Hey, we had a cinematical release of sorts. Just the Guild <laughs> Hall, sixteen years ago. That was sixteen years ago. The other day. Oh, I know. I saw your post on that. It's fucking scary, isn't it? I know. I know because we're getting close to the twentieth. Because I always mm. thought I'd have some stuff cut together, ready for the twentieth. Just like mm. the behind the scenes stuff and the little bits we shot in between. I was like, actually, four years isn't that far away. <laughs> <laughs> I still might not get rained a bit. But yeah, sorry. Anyway, your your celebrity encounter. Oh yeah, it was. Um, I could never pronounce the surname. Is it Lisa Jacob or Lisa Jacob? I don't know. Who was that? So it it was her. She was the she was in Jurassic Park. 
She was in the annoying girl from Jurassic Park. Uh, she was in Mrs. Doubtfire, and she was in Independence Day. Which annoying girl from Jurassic Park? The, the, the main, the one. The, the no, one no, no, that's not her. That's not her that from not Mrs. Her? No, that's the one who was in Tremors. Who I had a massive yeah, crush on as a kid, and I can't think of the blonde girl. Oh, okay, all right then. Okay, undivided. Yeah, okay, sound <laughs> corrected then. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and Independence Day. The the one who was in uh, the little girl. No, yeah. not not the Matilda, not Matilda. No. Oh yeah, she was in Independence Day, wasn't she? She was um, Randy Quaid's. Yeah, Lisa yeah. Jacker. Yeah. The one who didn't want to die a virgin. Well, in yeah, Independence he, Day. Yeah, he was too, Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the extended edition where she has, tries to use the same line on a guy. And he's like, well, we'll both die virgins then. Rock on. Oh, oh yeah, she was in George Lucas in Love as well. What? Why Why was she... Oh, no, she was on... Um, I made a comment on Instagram and um, she replied. About robots, I think she's always cool. Please leave me alone. I'm not the girl from Jurassic Park. (laughs) Yeah. She was in two episodes of Two South as well. Cool. Mm. Nice. That's cool. Uh, No, I I had a tweet liked by Kevin Smith once. I think that's as close as it's got for me. Oh no no come on be 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 honest you did get you did insult a, a oh I did insult Gary Boosie didn't I yeah he might not have forgiven me <laughs> <laughs> oh when I saw it in the podcast the other day that was one of the ones when I was redoing that on the website <laughs> I was in hiding from Gary Boosie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's a scary guy to have after you. <laughs> but again, I didn't actually mean to insult him to his face. I didn't realise that when I replied to the original thing, it also tagged Gary Pussy in. <laughs> and I also admitted that I was a dick for doing it in the first place. <laughs> I didn't double down like most people on Twitter. Yeah. So I'm going to take that as a small win, even though I was being a prick anyway. <laughs> But, but yeah, so how was the commissions going? Obviously, you like you say, you say you've been burning the candle at both ends. How do you manage your commissions then? So I got, I got a board. Um, my wife got fed up with me um, forgetting everything, so she's I've got a board up on my a whiteboard. Um, but no, that's that's quite an interesting thing because I, I I kind of I got a few in there. I kind of gauge. Um, how urgent they are. Well, I mean, I ask them when they need it, but um, there was another one I did, um, which I'm very happy about. Actually, it was a very, very challenging brief, and uh, I, I feel I've really nailed it as at the um, and I showed the, the client, and they were very happy with it. And um, yeah, it was a real awkward, very restrictive brief, and. Um, Oh, yeah, I was really happy with that. I was really chuffed. I haven't had any feedback yet, but <laughs> so we could all go go tits up. But the first impressions was really positive. Because you're doing a mixture of things, aren't you? So it's like robots and portraits and that. 
I do, basically do whatever people ask for, really. I mean, yeah, I do. <laughs> Put that on a business card. <laughs> Absolutely. I um, am too. I, I'll do whatever you ask for. <laughs> um, no well, eye contact. Uh, <laughs> that's extra. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I do. I've kind of got a bit of a mixture of styles anyway. So I do tend to do, you know, I can offer, well, I can offer digital or um, traditional um, you know, portrait work or kind of imagination work or whatever. Um, I'm very um, at the moment. Yeah, obviously, women breastfeeding um, is, is a thing at the moment. Yeah, who knew that was a niche that you've? Oh, I, I certainly didn't. No, I is that because you posted niche. that original one and then just people off the back of it? Yes, exactly that. That was all because of uh, Miss Rottaway. Uh He originally asked if I would do one, and Who I did. Who was on the awesome pod, Drink and Draw, from 7.30. <laughs> was he? <laughs> he was. He was, and anybody who says otherwise is... Oh, I see. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and, yeah, it kind of got shared around some kind of mother and toddler Facebook groups, I think. Um, and so yeah, I've just got an image of all these ladies breastfeeding and trying to take a reference photo at the same time to send you to draw. <laughs> so it's I take it you told Chantelle in advance you were doing that, otherwise. It's like, well, it's I, like, I, you got another email. It's another. <laughs> why are these women posting pictures of their boobs? <laughs> what is your browser well, history? She's quite used to it, because obviously I do life drawing every Tuesday, so she's quite used to me going out for boobs. That's slightly different, though. The life drawing model doesn't send you pictures, I assume. Um, not all of them, no. <laughs> <laughs> just Keith. Uh, yeah, just Keith. Uh, he's my tutor, yeah. Oh, shit. That was a name I pulled out of my ass. I didn't... <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Oops. Yeah, Keith's my tutor. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just pulled Keith out your ass. <laughs> Maybe that's the title for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling Keith is a great. I like that a lot. Pulling Keith. Is that like Killing Eve? But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling Keith. There's a comic in that title, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, the, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, as I said, I sh- I, I'm not moaning because I'm really enjoying this whole commission thing at the moment. But it does kind of, because I have my work work, which is I'm also creative, you know, with my graphic design work, given I had my art stuff, I was always in control of that. Yeah. I could go home and draw whatever I fancied. And now I feel like, I'm working for people on both sides now, um, which, which I am, you know. Um, as I said, I would never moan about it, but I do kind of miss it in that sketchbook and decide, oh, do you know what? I'm going to draw this today, you know. And I keep, I mean, I've always got like a mental backlog of things I really want to draw. Like I was watching, um, uh, what was the shit? What was the film you mentioned? Battle Angel. Yeah. Earlier on, uh, the other day. And I really want to draw, you know, the big, massive, badass robot in that. Yeah, um, I can't remember his name now. The one she sticks her hand into his eye. Yeah, I really um, want to do a painting of him. Cool. I think he's he's awesome. Um, yeah, I want to do a series of. Uh, I, had, I haven't really done a proper s- series of um, actual existing sci-fi robots. I've done the odd one. Yeah. But 
you know, just do sort of really, really nice, maybe some digital painting of thing. People like um, uh, robots, like uh, you know Johnny Five, and that could um, be your next um, you next sketchbook toned sketchbook yeah, project. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, because the beauty of that is you're not asking around for the for, for the first couple of hours trying to get something you like. Yeah, you know, you're not trying to design it. You know, you you, you know. I've been really uh, struggling with the mindless drawing. Yeah. Like on a Sunday, like this Sunday, because I worked sort of in the evening, I couldn't be asked to carry on with the comic, so I was just mindlessly drawing. But it's just, I need to practice more female faces. Because mm-hmm. I was quite good at them for a while, and now I'm just shit at them again. Mm. So, so when you say, do you mean, do you mean you're like a cartoony star as opposed to a yeah. star? It's like, I can sort of, I've got male faces in my style kind of down, mm. but female faces kind of look a little bit chinny the way I draw them, which is nothing right. wrong with that, but you can't have every woman having a massive chin. Mm. So it's just trying to find, and I need to find that sort of being able to smooth line. That Yeah, because there's that, um, is it same face syndrome that a lot of art, artists have? Yeah, I think I get that sometimes. I'm just like, that's just the same guy just now as a woman. <laughs> I've just drawn him with long hair. But yeah, so my sketchbook, my little sketchbook thing at the moment is just filled with shit. I'm just not <laughs> feeling it at all. But I also wasn't in the mood to do anything proper. Yeah. If that makes sense. So yeah. the, the last drink and draw that you were on, I did that J. Scott Campbell redraw. Which were you on that one? Um, oh no, you might not have been. Oh, did I pop on later? The one oh, before last. Later. You might have popped on later. Yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. So I did that redraw thing, which turned out quite well, given that I wasn't going to do that originally. I just couldn't think of anything else to do. Didn't you get a reply from J. Scott Campbell? Yes. Okay, I thought you did. Yes, and then a cease and desist. <laughs> well, I didn't like you know. I can't remember what he said. It was just like you know, cool or nice or something like that. But uh, which, which was nice. an acknowledgement. Yeah. And um, he says like you didn't take a screen cap of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, the the trick there, folks, is to not fucking redraw somebody's thing uninvited and then tell them you fixed it. Oh, very nice. That's what he said. So I was quite pleased with that one in the end. It turned out quite nice. Mm. Again, it was more yeah, it was nice bit of work playing around with the tone pad. Because mm. I've not done much in that yet still. But and mm. then yeah, this week I was working on the comic page because <laughs> when I up with the drink and drawers, I either get on there with an idea of what I want to do, and it just goes to tits because I've been building it up in my head all day. Mm. Or it's a. Uh, I get on there and just blindly draw something until something sort of takes. Mm. So at least with doing that first page of the comic, I could um, it was penciled, so it was just inking it. So I could just sort of potter along with that and chat to people as they came on and that sort of thing. But um, there was quite a good tweet that somebody shared the other day that was like, the reason why you're never happy with your own work is because you did it. Yeah. Uh, that's a genuinely true statement, I think. Oh, Which absolutely. I, yeah. I, I do wonder if Jim Lee's like always looks at his stuff and is like, yeah, but it's not as good as Neil Adams or whatever. Oh, of course they do. 
every artist will pick holes. I think you need to. I, I think the day when you turn around and you think, do you know what? I can't find any problems with my piece of work at all, is the day where you might as well stop. <laughs> because uh, I, there will be something wrong with your work. There will, well, there will be an, improvements will be able to be made. But obviously you haven't got the drive to the, make those improvements anymore. Yeah. Yeah, like we've said it before about that, and the, the day you think you can't do any more is the day you just you know, yeah. do a ronin and march out into a field and gut yourself. I absolutely, I really do believe that. Well, maybe not the gutting itself a bit, but I absolutely think that, yeah, I mean, there's always, that's part of the joy of it. You know, when I do life drawing, I always try to do the best one I've ever done. I never do it. You know, you well, always no. go. If you go in there thinking, "Oh, I'm not going to," you know, "I'm not whatever," you know, if you haven't got the drive to do it. I think the happy place is just be like, "I'm happy with that," or "I'm satisfied with that." Yeah, and you feel exactly. You know, um, I don't say you know, you can be happy with your work, but don't turn around and think, "Well, that's the best thing I can ever do." I might as well stop. You know, yeah. because then you know, it's like a well. Because obviously I'm managing to perform law and it's like doing a fastest lap. If you do a really, really fast lap, you're not going to think, oh, I might as well not bother next lap because I'm not going to do better than that. You know? But, but Although I do quite like that attitude. I'd love it if, like, you know, Lewis Hamilton was like, beat my time. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Just pull in. I'm going to take it up golf. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a George Costanza kind of approach. It really is, it really is, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, on the other hand as well, I had a thing, um, I still, I'm a lot better than I was, but I still do slip into it, and I did a couple of weeks ago at Life Drawing, where you get that mentality, if you don't have a very good, um, you don't have a very good uh, session, you almost feel that you've got worse, and you're only as good as the last thing you drew. Um and I actually found myself, um, so we went to the pub after, the, after, and I'd had a really bad session. I really didn't enjoy it. And um, we went back, we went to the pub with a, a couple of other artists. Uh, one of the masters called Can I Go For Your Sketchbook? And I remember looking over their shoulder as he was going for my sketchbook thinking, well, I can't do that anymore. You know, well, yeah. days of me doing that are over now. You know, and I just couldn't help myself think that. And you almost look at look at yourself saying that and you think, well, like, you know, that's ridiculous, right? You know, you've just had an off day. It doesn't mean that you know you're tarnished forever. But it's a really weird thing. In fact, that's your instant reaction. That's your instant thought that you know, oh, I fucked it up. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's, the trouble with that mindset is because I'm guilty of it a lot as well. Like with my mindless drawing thing at the minute, is that I'm then just like, because I'm in that mindset, I'm just not doing. The best I can do, I think. Yeah, and or I'm yeah, trying exactly too that. hard to do the best I can do. It's just sort of like and fucking you'll get all frustrated up. with yourself, and yeah, you end up doing what I call panic drawing. Yeah, where you're just you know, and which is t- terrible little you know, it's just something that it's um, it's, yeah, it's just a like a, a chain reaction. What's you it? can't get out of it. I mean, that's a large reason why I stopped drawing for the best part of a decade is because everything I did was just kind of like. Ugh. <laughs> But you got to realise that the only way to get out of that is to really crack on. Keep going, yeah. You know. Well, that's it. Sometimes you get to the point where you felt like you've not done anything productive that you just accidentally knock something out, but Mm. and then do a drawing. (laughs) 
told you what happens when I search anything on Instagram, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> How am I supposed to draw? <laughs> well, at least I've got an easel now. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't last. <laughs> Just end up actually putting a big line through it as this easel collapses. <laughs> Artist of a certain age. Yeah, then you get your panic drawing and drawing really quickly. You know, <laughs> strike, strike while the iron's hot, kind of thing. Is that like the artist equivalent of a danger rank? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another three listeners gone. Sorry, yeah. Mum. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I've now got the word danger rank going into my head, but to the, to the theme of danger rank. <laughs> Actually, it kind of works as well. You could probably get a good rhythm going. Oh, dear. To be fair, after those pictures of Matt Hancock came out, I don't think I'll ever get an erection again. That's the horriblest. Have you seen the video somebody put out of where they put Alan Partridge over the top of it? Yes, yes, I saw someone sent that to me today, actually, funny enough, yeah. That's the greatest thing. <laughs> it was that, and somebody had that picture, and then a picture of Will from In Between Us having sex, where he sort of led rigid on top of her. <laughs> you know, that's how my ankle does it. I was like, yes. <laughs> but, what a wonderful world we live in. Yeah, absolutely. But... But yes, yeah, so, we're in charge of our company, our, our, our country. Yeah. Do you remember when everybody had that nice idea, like, you know, that your leaders were supposed to inspire you and lead from yeah. the front kind of thing? That was all bullshit. <laughs> God, wasn't it? But, Although Trump did his fair share of inspiring people. Yeah, just not in the way he wanted. <laughs> yeah, well, probably the way he wanted, yeah. Well, that whole thing's a clusterfuck. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? We generally don't get political in here, but I just don't understand the whole mentality of, you know, I read it on the internet from one uninvolved, unconfirmed source that's a guy in his basement, so that must be true. <laughs> but this evidence and this evidence and this evidence is all made up shit. Yeah, I don't get the appeal of him either. I get, I got it when it was like you know he's going to be good for headlines and be entertaining for four years. So yeah, fuck mm. it, we'll vote for it. But I don't get the blindly devotedly following him. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. It's, I mean, he may not be a great businessman, but he's an excellent con man. Mm. Uh, I mean, can you imagine? Can you, if if you, if five years ago, right, if someone turned around to you and said, oh, you never guess what, the um, the current American president has um, has been banned from Twitter. Yeah. You know, it's just a bonkers thing to say. And you're like, you know, the most powerful man in the world has been banned from social media, you know? Yeah. From More social media platform. For inciting violence. Yeah, exactly. Against his own country. Yeah. (laughs) It's just fucking... 
the thing I don't get is that Republicans in particular are like the party of the police force. Mm. It's like, you know, they're blue through and through kind of thing. And then they fucking stab them in the back if it doesn't suit their agenda. Mm. It's like you can't be fucking Blue Lives Matter and then fucking when it comes to them getting killed at the Capitol, be kind of like, oh, yeah, no, no, that was just a tourist thing. That If you looked at the pictures and nobody told you it was from a riot, you'd think it was just tourists. Like, fucking would you? And that guy who said that was one of the ones barricading the doors, mm-hmm. helping the Secret Service, fucking fearing for his life. It's this weird devotion they have to his power. Yeah. Like, and he's got no power. At the end of the day, what is he going to do to you? His voter base will die off eventually. Because at a certain point, how much are you going to pay if you're a Trump fan to go and see him fucking at a rally for him to spew out the same old shit over and over again? Oh, he probably would, though, wouldn't he? It'd be like going to see Eddie Izzard and every year he just does the exact same thing. (laughs) At a certain point, you'd be like... I like the Star Trek thing, but it's got a bit boring. Or the Star Wars thing, but it's got a bit boring there. <laughs> yeah, I love like covered in bees, but yeah, come on. <laughs> I love cake or death, but <laughs> for saying that, I probably would pay to go and see him do a repeatable or definite article. Yeah, even though I've yeah, that's different though. Year. If he if he'd done it every year, yeah, it's uh. That's why things like Little Britain and that have a short lifespan. It's because eventually... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, did you um, hear Mark Camo's review of the last Saw film? No, I didn't. It's, like, it's all death, death. It's like a, one of the torture things. It's supposed to be that you like you know do this, mutilate yourself to get free. It's like, But one of them is the choice of death or death with no option for cake. <laughs> I don't think that's the best review of a Saw film I've ever heard <laughs> no option for cake <laughs> that's what the Saw film needs like mm. mutilate yourself death or cake yeah <laughs> <laughs> cake please sorry we all had a cake <laughs> so my option is or death alright or please <laughs> oh good lord it's a fucking terrifying one fortunately it'll fucking explode soon so it'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like an episode of the Simpsons where they uh, get on the wrong rocket and realise they're the one being fired into the sun (laughs) is that the one that's got um, not Roseanne Barr in it no it's Rosie O'Donnell Rosie O'Donnell sorry yeah might be Tom Arnold yeah (laughs) But yeah, it kind of just feels like we're on that rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm re- reading, just a slight tangent, I'm reading a really good book at the moment. Um, it's uh, by Andrew Ware. Weir, Is it The Art of the Deal said. by Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Is this what you've been building up to? <laughs> I am a secret Trump supporter. Um, it's um, by Andrew Weir, um, who did The Martian. Oh, right. And uh, I just found out today they're actually making it into a movie. Um, shit potatoes in it? Sorry? Oh, yeah, said, are there no any shit potatoes in it? There's no shit potatoes in it, no. Uh, but it's called uh, Project... Um, I've really listened to it, I can't remember what it's fucking called. Uh, Project Hail Mary, it's called. 
Okay. And it's very good. It's, it's very, you can tell it's the same bloke who did Martian. It's that kind of. It's a lot of guy trapped on Mars. It, it is in like a single guy and a lot of science jargon. Okay. Lots of science jargon. Um, but it's good. It's really, really enjoyable, actually. It's quite different. In, it's a lot more sci fi than the Martian, if that makes sense. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. But yeah, they're making it into a film with Ryan. Uh, what's his name? Not Ryan Reynolds. Who's the other Gosling. Ryan? Ryan Gosling. Yeah, cool. I enjoyed the film of the Martian. I've not read the book. Oh, the oh. book's brilliant. The book's better than the film. I'm sure it is, but I'm but still. But it's on... a very, it's a very accurate uh, movie. Um, movie. Um, Adapt. Yeah. Adaptation. Adaptation. Yeah, I'm still on the second Jack Reacher book. Oh, yeah. Because I haven't gone back to I need to just get them on audiobooks. Yeah. I bought the latest Jack Reacher book in paperback a couple of weeks ago. It's like, I'm never going to get thrown to reading this at this rate. Because I blitz through them to a point, and then they get to a point in the book, and I'm like, I can't be asked for this anymore. It's like, just get on with it. Yeah. It's like, he's, he's a really good airport novelist writer. I mean, mm. fuck it, he's a really good writer. For you know the genre of books that he does, but he just hits a point where you just like, I can't be asked. It's like it's like mm. six pages to cover one scene, or six chapters to cover mm. one scene. It's like hundred odd pages. I'm like fuck this shit. Uh, uh, oh no, it might be the third reach book. I'm on the third yeah. reach book. Sorry. And unfortunately, he also gets very formulaic as well. Yeah. Read a few, you can kind of say, okay, well, this is what happens here, and obviously, this is what's going to happen. You know. It, it's very, you know, the first half does this, the second half is this, the third half is this. He will be having sex with somebody drawing it. He has sex, he has sex with a different woman in every in every book, you know. That's I mean, just a, don't we all? Yeah, that's, that's just the novel hero lifestyle. <laughs> I tend to find certainly with this third one, I got so pissed off with him, like laying a thread and then it not going anywhere for about six chapters. That Can I you was remind just me? Going to Google and. Reading the synopsis, yeah. it's Can you the one. Me the rough plot, the third one. He goes to his old commanding officer's funeral, and the daughter's. Oh yeah. Unaware so that she's mixed up daughter. in something with a guy who buys companies and then, like, runs them into the ground so that he can either sell the land for profit or whatever. Yeah. And it's good. It starts good, but then it just hits a point where it's like we're just plodding on now. Hmm. And it got to a bit with two cops that bothered me because it was like there was no need to have these characters in just so you could do that to them. Mm. It was like it was. I know it's set like twenty odd years ago. That's how far behind I am on them. But it's like cops wouldn't do that, would they? And even if they did, that's just fucking stupid. And it's like it adds nothing to the plot, really. What happens to those two characters? I'm going to have to remind myself. What's the book called? Oh, I can't remember. Jack Reacher 3. Yeah. Well, we, uh, Tripwire. That's it. So it's the one where... Oh, okay. It's the... Yeah, it's the one where he... Does he know the guy? Or he arrested the guy and he's come back? He arrested the guy when he was in in the army, and he comes back. Is that right? No, that's something else. That's one shot, isn't it? 
No, it's, no, it's like a tripwire. Hang on. No, it's the one where the guy, and actually, spoilers for Jack Reacher book three, it's the one where the guy turns out to have stolen another guy's identity. Yeah, because Jack Reacher knew it because he arrested him back in the war. And then he realised, the guy's only got one arm or something? Yeah. I don't uh, think he arrested we, him during the war. I don't think that's the connection in that he one. He knew him during the war, didn't he? He knew it because he was, that was why the guy... No, because he was um, Vietnam and Jack Reacher was, wasn't Vietnam, was he? Jack Reacher was... I think this guy Vietnam. feared Jack Reacher for some reason. I think it's because he knew who he was. I can't remember. No, he, he's not afraid of him. It's just that he doesn't want him poking around in his business. It's because the private detective at the beginning of the book had gone to see Jack Reacher and they couldn't work and out why. And then he's dead. Yeah. And then the private detective ends up dead. And it's that he, I think they think that Reacher knows something and he doesn't. All but right. because the private detective ends up dead, that's how Reacher then gets involved. So if they've just left the private detective alone... Mm. That was right, because he was the helicopter pilot, wasn't he? Yeah. But yeah, he took another guy's identity, a guy who died, because Reacher goes to see his parents. And he finds out that it wasn't... that there was another thing that they were bilking him, bilking the parents for money by pretending he was still alive because they'd staged some photos that they'd taken at the zoo or something, because it had a bit that's that looked right. like... The, the botanical gardens. Yeah, that's right. So, it's quite interesting, but it's... I remember that. Mm. Like I say, it just hits a point where it's like, this is just being nasty for the sake of being nasty. Like I say, the stuff with the cops. Because the mm. guy with one arm likes to torture people to death. And I'm, mm. I'm, It's not that I'm squeamish, it's just... If it doesn't drive the story, why? It just feels like it's in it for the sake of having it in it. But, but yeah, like I say, eventually I'll get back to it. But I've mostly been reading, well, not even been doing that much of that, but trying to read more comics. Oh, how are you doing with Bone? Uh, I have read the first chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... Good intentions and all, but hang on. Mm. What have I read? Uh, Bone, I've read book one, chapter one. Okay. And then I got distracted by other things, like mm. doing the garden. It's been too hot to sort of lie in bed reading a book. Mm. I tend to like to read a comic before I go to sleep. Um, it sounds weird, but I don't really like sitting downstairs reading. I prefer reading in bed. Mm. But it was so hot that I just couldn't sit with a big book on me fucking sweating onto it and it's sticking to me. It's an image for the listeners. <laughs> but but yeah, so I've been reading <coughs> odd bits. So. But I have been reading comics. I've got quite a few on here, actually. Every so often I remember that I've got a Comic House subscription and actually read comics on there. But, but yeah, so what have I been reading? Uh, I read the last part of Let's All Die, number four. Are you still there, or did that sneeze kill you? No, I'm still there. All oh, right, cool. <laughs> I'm about to sneeze again at the moment. Hay fever's not been for six today. Uh, see, mine's not been too bad today. But, yeah, um, yeah, so Let's All Die, issue four, which I liked. It was, it felt a little bit rushed towards the end. Yeah. But I think part of that possibly was because I'd read one, two, and three quite close together, and then we had a long wait for number four. 
But it's very good. It's like a eighties slasher movie, but as a comic. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's one they talked about on the Awesome Pod a lot. It's where these guys, it's like a suicide group. Mm. And then a guy comes to visit them and is like, you know, if you want to die but you can't actually take that step where you kill yourself, I've got this camp thing and my brother's a serial killer. Like a Jason Voorhees kind of serial killer guy. He was like, and you know, you go up there and he'll pick you off one by one. So oh, you sort blimey. of... You're getting your thing where you want to die, but at the same time, you're not actually doing it yourself, so it's taking that thing away from you kind of thing. And it's, but it's good. The characters are really well done. You really get kind of invested in, in the same way you do in a horror movie. Is there, is it comedy elements? Is it quite funny or? No, not really. Like any, although I suppose the, Early slasher, it's like the earlier 80s slasher movies, like the Halloweens, the first Friday the 13th, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, like, you know, there's, like most things, there's humorous moments, but it's not a comedy. It yeah. is played like a straight slasher sort of movie. Um, you can only get it, well, you can get it in paper, in paper edition, but it doesn't ship to this country. So I had to get it on Comicsology. I actually had to set up a comicsology account just so I could read it mm. um, but yeah I read that like I say read chapter one of book one of bone so I'm not sure I'm going to hit that by the end of the year especially as I got three other big reads on there that I wanted to do um, I read Superman Brainiac by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank uh, which I really enjoyed I don't think I enjoyed it the first time I read it yeah because it was sort of from that period after I stopped reading Superman comics. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I read Chlorophyll by Charles H. Raymond on Comic House. Uh, read George, the rest of George Mayhem that dropped through the um, Tony's Patreon, the Tribute Press Patreon. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that was really good. And then the new one started today, but I'm going to let them build up a little bit, I think. Because that's what I did with George Mayhem. I let this, like, the first couple of weeks build up and then got into it that way. Yeah. Because um, that's just the way I preferred reading them. Uh, I read The Misadventures of Springfield Jack number one, which I enjoyed. Um, I read an old issue of Starblazer as well. Oh, okay. Did you ever get Starblazer as a kid? No. I, uh, it was the sci-fi one that was the same size as Commando. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. Fucking great 80s sort of British sci-fi stuff. Two panels per page kind of job. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Robot King, it was called. Okay. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that. I like Starblazer. It's that weird thing, though, the, the stuff you have nostalgia for, whether it is actually worth going back to sometimes. Yeah. Um but yeah, I've read a couple of other things. Uh, Red Lips by Daryl Thorpe, which is another one of his mini comics, like uh, Pussy Man Fists. <laughs> um, and bought the. Uh, he sent me that, and I'd already bought the hard copy editions that he's going to get printed and posted out in a month or so. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's it, sort of reading wise. And like I say, I got that. Oh, uh, Schultz book. The Peanuts one. Yeah. Which I'm gradually going through. 
Well, I thought because I've started doing the nerd strip on Instagram, um, I thought you know, should maybe start reading some books by people who've done it. Yeah, not that I'm at peanuts level, obviously. <laughs> not being like you know, yeah, peanuts guy, no. <laughs> I'm Schultz level. Um, but yeah, so. Well, I charge peanuts, so. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty much it. But yeah, no. So yeah, since the last pod, I launched that on Instagram. Mm. So, Haunted Nerds are now on Instagram for those. I think there's four or five strips up there so far. Um, I'm not doing a daily like Alan Henderson does with Penguins, because. I don't know where he's got the stamina to do it. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many he's got in the bag. Is it ready to post? Uh, he's... I don't know. Because he's done nearly 2,000 in total. Yeah. But... It's a... It's, it's a fun project. Like I say, I've... Set it up that I'll do it for a few weeks, you know, get a block out and then take a break and then get a block and get another. And then the idea is that, like Alan does with his, I'll collect them up into a book. Mm. So, uh, to follow on from uh, Outstanding in their field. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, any sort of nerdy news caught you? Did you see the pictures of Michael Keaton on the set of Flash? No, I didn't. As Bruce in the, Wayne. In the back, in the... Oh, as Bruce Wayne. Was back. As Bruce Wayne. Oh, um, no, I didn't see that. Let me see if I can find him. His car is insane. Oh, right, okay. Hang on, I'll find the pictures and I'll send them over to you. Because mm. I'm damn skippy, they got to be somewhere. Right, it was a massive news story, but when you go to images, it's all fan-fucking-pictures. <laughs> Right, Twitter it is then. Fuck's sake. I've got mixed feelings about it. I'm kind of excited because, you know, it's Michael Keaton back as Batman, but at the same time, it's Michael Keaton back as Batman in a Flash movie. Yeah. How awesome would it be for him and Tim Burton to just do one more film together? Yeah. Like, in continuity, set years after Batman Returns. But it's pretty cool. Right, hang on. Can I send that in Messenger? Right, I've sent you the picture of him on set. It's not a massively exciting picture, but it's just very really it, cool. Is the car there? No, I'll find the car. Because chicks love the car. Chicks do love the car. That was a different Batman, but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course, he's already got people. Oh, look, he looks like he's got Catwoman scars inside of his face. Oh, yeah, it's a good spot. Fuck it, where's the picture of the car? I see there's a lot of people calling for the new, for a Ben Affleck solo Batman film, despite the fact that Ben Affleck stepped away from it because it was mentally fucking messing him up. Mm. Right, it's not the initial picture I saw, so you don't kind of get the full side-on view of the car, but sent that one picture I found. Ah, there it is. Fuck's sake. Oh, that's stunning. I wonder if yeah. I exist. It's got a Mercedes badge on it, but it doesn't look like a Mercedes. Right, I've sent you the picture of the car that was 
the first one they released. It might look like the you have to click on the tweet and then go to the second picture. I think it's massive, isn't it? I know. It's it's a little bit. It reminds me a little bit of the um, the animated series. animated series. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's it's not a discreet car, is it? <laughs> God, I wonder if that exists. It's got a Mercedes badge on it. I think it, it doesn't does. Have a Mercedes. So it won't have indicators then. Yeah, oh, sure. Mercedes, um, Mercedes, Bruce Wayne. What's his actual car? Probably oh, of course, is. no. He, of course, he. Um, there was there was a Mercedes in um, Justice League, wasn't it? Yeah. It was the E class one. Yeah. It's not that one. No, it must, must be a one-off thing. Okay, a, there. Yeah. Oh, so well, by the look of it, it's based on the Gran Turismo. Like I say, it's it's kind of exciting. Did you see the pictures of Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones again? Sort of like the blurry. Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about that film. So see, it's a Maybach six con- concept. It's gorgeous. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Maybach. I don't know. I, yeah, I, it's. I think if Spielberg yeah. was still involved and George Lucas was still involved, it'd be a bit more exciting. I know everybody shits on. Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls, and it's not a great movie. It's a perfectly enjoyable movie. The trouble, I think, with Indiana Jones is that Last Crusade ends perfectly. Yeah. It's like, where do you go after that? Because it literally ends with them riding off into the sunset. I mean, I'll watch it, but I just... I don't know. It feels a little bit like being made for the sake of making it. Mm. I know they're touting it as the last Indiana Jones film, but I wonder if it's going to be a pass in the torch movie. Oh, okay. I mean, there's going to be some spin-offs afterwards, maybe. Well, yeah, I wonder whether they've recast Mutt, which, mm. if they do, I'm also not keen on that, because I don't think they've done any recast in Indiana Jones, have they? If the mm. original actor's not been able to come back, that character's just either not in the film, or he's died between movies kind of thing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I don't know, it's just... Sometimes there's no shame in just having your three or four originals and being happy with it. I don't think you needed Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, to be honest. I've never seen it. How have you never seen Crystal Skull? I just kind of didn't, didn't really appeal to me, I think. Yeah, that's fine. It's all right. It's just, it's not as good as the previous three. And for me, Indiana Jones is always in the 30s. Yeah. Like, once you take him out of that thing, it becomes... Why? <laughs> Because the more you get close to technology we know, mm. the less a grounded in a fantasy story. Yeah, it's just... I don't know, it's easier to take the fantastical elements when it's in the 30s and the 40s. Well, I think they're all in the mm. 30s, aren't they? Mm. I know the Nazis are in it, but it's all pre-World it War Two. It well, it's, it's 38, 39, wasn't it? Yeah, and then whenever Last Crusade is. Mm. But sort of that—that's the sweet spot. So you can get away with fantasy. I think once you add Crystal Skull set in the fifties, and then you add the whole aliens or interdimensional beings at the end. There are aliens. Oh uh, yeah, I'm seeing it over here. Sorry, spoilers. Oh well, I'm really not fast. There are like, aliens in there. Yeah, they're not aliens. They're interdimensional beings, but that's what the Crystal Skulls are. Oh okay. Like I say, it's worth a watch. It's perfectly entertaining. The trailer's better than the film. Isn't there a bit... 
I think I read somewhere. Is there something about a fridge? Doesn't he? Yeah, to escape a, a nuclear blast, he hides in a fridge. Oh, Which okay. is ridiculous, but you kind of take it in the context of this is an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did read something about that. Like I say, it was just a certain magic of that time in the 80s, between 81 mm. and 89, of those three films, that you can't really recapture, I don't think. Mm. Like I say, I wish the film well, I hope it's good, and I hope that people that enjoy it enjoy it, but just a bit dubious of it. Mm. So, but, so it might be cool. Um, can't think what else we had. We had the Suicide Squad trailer, the second one. Yeah. Which that looks alright. And um, then the first one looks Black- alright from the trailer. Yeah. Um, Black Widow. I've stopped watching trailers for that. Cause... Are you going to go to the cinema for us now? Are you going to pay the extra and just watch it on Disney Plus? Yeah, I think my plan's good to the cinema. See, I'm torn. I just nothing about going to the cinema appeals to me. I love the cinema, but it's just at the moment mm. sitting there with a mask on. That's the thing that puts me off a bit. Because especially because I wear glasses. Is yeah, what sort of way? So I have um, to buy a tub of popcorn so that be, I can pull the mask down. But. Will it be? Um, is it going to be available on Disney Plus the day it comes out of the cinema? Yeah, same day. You just same pay day. the 16, 20 quid premium. Which for us, mm. all four of us will probably go, so financially it works out better. Yeah, it does, yeah. Assuming they don't hike the price because it's a Marvel movie. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of want to support it in the cinema. It'd be the first Marvel film since the first Captain America that I haven't seen at the cinema. Mm. Uh, I do miss the whole cinema thing. Uh, I do. Although, admittedly, it was it's never the occasion that it used to be. No. You know, back in no. the come. Because yeah. <laughs> you pay so much to fucking park at the keys. Yeah. But you get pissed off with that, and then <laughs> you've got to add an extra hour either side, or an extra hour, half hour to get there, half hour to get back. And you should probably leave a bit earlier to get a decent parking space. Just <laughs> when you were a kid, you didn't worry about any of that shit. Now you're an um, adult. It's kind of, I'm just <laughs> fucking faff, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. probably the only one that will really tempt me to go back as things stand at the moment is Bond. Yeah. And even then, that's been pushed back so many times that I'm kind of like, can I even be fucking bothered? Because is it ever going to live up to expectation now? That is true. It's been delayed so many times. <laughs> but although I'm not a massive fan of the Daniel Craig Bond films anyway, so my expectations are sort of in the middle. I didn't know that. I love Casino Royale. After that, it was just kind of like, oh, this is no fun. <laughs> hmm. I miss, as much as like the Brosnan ones haven't necessarily aged well, Like they're so much easier to watch. Yeah, there is that kind of, there's a more of a fantasy element, more far-fetchedness about it. Isn't yeah, it? they just feel like they move along. You yeah. sort of, like, possibly because I'm familiar with the beats, I know that it's like, oh, soon it'll be this bit, and then soon it'll be this bit kind of thing. Mm. But, um, 
the Craig ones, if they're on and there's nothing else on, I will watch the end of them. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, uh, it's like the last one. They just with having him connected to Blofeld as his adopted brother. I didn't I was, know that. I was like, one, they did this in Austin Powers when they took the piss. Yeah, because they did, yeah. And two, why? You didn't need to do it. I mean, part of me's hoping when Craig leaves, they sort of slip back into the old loose continuity. Yeah. Because this whole Bond having a personal connection to Blofeld kind of thing is fucking stupid. Okay. I have actually got quite... I was having a conversation with some... This is, this is related to what we're talking about. Okay. Um, where I was having a conversation with somebody about this, and that it was mainly about the, the Cruella movie. Okay. okay. I get really. What? Why does Cruella Deville have to have? Why do you have to give her a sympathetic backstory? I don't know, but it's what? the same as what they did with Maleficent, isn't it? Exactly that, and it's the same. You know, it's the same as Darth Vader. Why? Yeah. You've got this ultimate villain. Why do you feel you have to? Is it? Uh, why do you have to feel? Does given well, her... I kind of get it a bit more with Darth Vader. The Corella thing. My problem with Corella is I don't know how I can enjoy this because at the end of the day, she becomes she a woman who puppies. kills puppies. Exactly <laughs> that. But are they trying to? I've not seen Corella, but are they trying to justify that? Are they trying to give her a reason that yeah, oh, you know what? She kills puppies, but you can't blame her because this happened. Well, it's like Maleficent, isn't it? It's like you're trying to make me root for a woman who essentially tries to kill a child. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. And I, I don't get that. It's, it's the same with, on a smaller, slightly smaller scale, it's the same with um, the uh, Johnny Depp, Charlie and Chocolate Factory movie, Will, whatever it's called, Willy Wonka, whatever it's called. Because you didn't need to know Wonka's backstory. You didn't need to know his whole thing about his dad being a dentist, did you? No, you're going to love the Timothy Chalamet starring prequel about a young Willy Wonka then. Is there really a random yeah. young Willy Wonka movie coming out? Brilliant. See, the worst case for that? that was the Rob Zombie Halloween. So why show me Mark Myers as a kid? I don't need to know anything that he came from a shitty home, that he was abused or whatever. But I had everything I needed. Myers, don't you see Mark Myers as a kid in the original Halloween? Yeah, but you don't see him like as a normal kid. Oh, like, no, I don't no, need okay, to see yeah. him killing his pet rat and that. Yeah. Everything That's I needed it. was yeah. in the fucking prologue of John Carpenter's Halloween. I mean, it's just okay, an empty it's... vessel for evil. Yeah. That's exactly fine. That. I don't need any more explanation than that. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, it, it go back to Vader, right? Vader it worked, worked what is the ultimate, ultimate movie bad guy. But why do you see him as a sniffing little kid? Yeah. And it's like, I'm... you don't need to see that. You don't need this, you know? The problem you're always going to have with Vader is that there is a guy in that suit. I think... The mistake was going so young with him in Phantom Menace. I get why they did it, because they mm. needed... Because then Qui-Gon becomes like the father figure to this child that he then loses and sort of sets him on a path, because Obi-Wan's never a father figure, he's more of a brother figure. Yeah, I, I suppose the movie was more about the Force and the, yeah. the, 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 and, and the actual kid than the evil, I suppose. But Anakin works better if you take into account Clone Wars as well, because that builds yeah. the character a lot more. Mm. Um, which, you know... You could argue that a film should be able to do that without all the additional material, but that's kind of become what Star Wars is, isn't it? Yeah. Even yeah, back right. in the old days with the novels and that, that's what built up the character of Boba Fett. Yeah. 
that's why I was kind of disappointed at Boba Fett being a kid in Attack of the Clones. That's another, absolutely. Yeah, why do you need to see Boba Fett? Because it was perfectly done in that Tales of the Bounty Hunter story where you find out that he has a weird admiration for Han Solo. That he'd watched Han Solo as a kid fighting in the underground fighting rings. And that sort of thing. And that story ends perfectly with them sort of facing off in the rain and just walking away. Mm. So, and that was was all I needed on Boba Fett. Mm. Didn't need anything else after that. Mm. So he nailed that that character. Same with Han Solo, though. I didn't need anything more than when I first see him in the cantina. You didn't need to know why he was called Han Solo. No, you didn't need to know where the dice come from. Which, when you think about it, how they build up those dice as something he then gives to Leia. Yeah. That Leia's holding on to after he died, and it's kind of like, then you watch Solo, it's like, oh, his ex-girlfriend gave him those, that's weird. Mm. That'd be like you giving Chantal a necklace that your ex-girlfriend gave you or something. Shh, not here. <laughs> Shit, sorry. That's, that's Christmas sorted. No, that was the bracelet, wasn't it? <laughs> that was the engagement ring. That was the cock ring. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't meant to be a cock ring, but you insisted on trying. Well, it's big enough for a little finger, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, grim. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's this whole weird thing of going back and analysing characters that don't need it and trying to make exactly. you sympathise. It's part of yeah. the problem with Joker. Yes. It's like, am I supposed to sympathise with this guy? Exactly not. Because there's a exactly moment in Joker where you're kind of rooting for him and then you realise that you shouldn't be fucking rooting for him and that's horribly that fucking wrong. Yeah, he's getting bullied on the train. Isn't when he, he kills the guys think. on the train, there's a part of you that's like, yeah, fuck him up. And then you're like, oh yeah. shit, no. Ah. Yeah. But, because I think that's what they want you to do is they want you to root for him. Mm. I can see why that's why some people sort of saw it as an incel kind of movie. Did they do that, in your opinion? Because you're quite a big fan of the movies. Did they do that with Hannibal Lecter? I can't watch... I've tried to watch Hannibal Rising, and you know my problem with them killing kids in films. The bit bit with his sister, even though you don't see it, where you just hear the Reef of Fans characters shouting, for Christ's sakes, hold her head still, as they're about to cut it off with an axe. And I was like, no, I'm fucking done with this movie. I don't care where it goes now. I was like, that's just fucking horrible. <laughs> oh, blimey. Yeah. And again, you just didn't need it. Everything you mm. need is in Red Dragon. And then Silence of the Lambs. I think Hannibal Lecter's a less interesting character when he's not in prison. That's why Hannibal mm. doesn't really work. It's just a little bit... Nah, he's more... He's scarier in some ways as a caged animal mm. than he is roaming free. But that's a fucking Hannibal was a dreadful movie as well. I remember being really excited for that, and it just did not live up to. Not that it ever could. Is that the is that the movie where at the end he's got the skull off the cop and he's feeding him in his brain? Yeah, he's feeding Ray Liotta his own brain. That's it. It's yeah, it's just an unnecessary film. This is my problem: is unnecessary prequels and unnecessary sequels. Yeah, as I said, this was my whole conversation I had about it. And they just couldn't, couldn't see my point. It's like, yeah, fair enough it if was you've got a story about... to tell, or you're a Fast and Furious movie, in which case, just fucking go for it, because as shit as the Fast and Furious films are, they're generally bolts to the wall fun. 
But I don't know. It's just yeah. Oh, speaking of Halloween, did you see the new trailer for Halloween Kills? No, I didn't. Which pretty much seems to be the whole movie in a trailer. Oh, really? Halloween <laughs> Kills? Is that as in the John Carpenter Halloween thing? It's a direct follow-up to the last one. So, you've seen the last one, haven't you? Yeah. The, it ends the, with them. The she's set one... fire to the house and he's trapped in the basement. So the last one was a direct follow-up of the very, very, very first one. Yeah, but like 40 years later. That's right. And then Michael comes back, and then they trap him in a burning building at the end. And then oh, this... because she's she's bad gone all badass, hasn't she? Yeah. She's like um, she's got that. Yeah, because that's it. They've got that. Is it like an arsenal down in the basement, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and in the end they remember. trick him into going down there, and then they bars go across and lock him in, and then the thing catches fire. And then this one, the trader opens with the fire brigade going to put the fire out. Oh, okay. And then, sure as shit, Michael survived being in a burning building for that amount of time. Funny that. The trouble with this is that the next one after it is called Halloween Ends, so you know Michael Myers has got to survive this one. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just kind of... uh, There's a couple of bits in the trailer that just seem a bit nasty for the sake of being nasty. Mm. The original one wasn't... I mean, it was nasty, but it wasn't in-your-face nasty. There's a bit with an old couple in the trailer that really bothered me. Hmm. I'm not... I don't know. I'm not keen on... I don't know. Except I don't know if I've hit a certain age where just gratuitous violence towards innocent people bothers me more. Mm. It always bothered me anyway, but... I don't know. It just seems unnecessary. Yeah. I get that the Halloween films are essentially about a guy going around killing innocent people, but... It just seemed to be... Better before. <laughs> Back in the good old days. Back in the good old days where you just, you know, you saw some boob and then they died. <laughs> but, like I say, I avoid watching the trailer if you don't want to see too much. Because it yeah. does literally seem to have the whole fucking. <laughs> every plot beat of the film within that trailer. But as I don't really care about horror films being spoiled, it didn't bother me. Mm. In some ways, I prefer to know what I'm going into in advance with horror films. Mm. But, but okay, yeah. so Love and Monsters. Yes, because I watched Love and Monsters on your recommendation, although it was on my list to watch anyway, but you sort of swayed it over for me actually watching it rather than was doing that good? thing that I always do on Netflix of add it to the list and never watch it. Yeah. So was it a good recommendation? Yeah, I really liked it. It reminded me of um, a couple of films I watched recently, like Spontaneous. That's another mm. sort of YA one where kids, like teenage kids, just start spontaneously combusting. Oh, okay. It sort of had that same. It didn't take itself too seriously. Um, I love the whole setup at the beginning about you know, they nuked the asteroid, but then the shit fell back down, and that's what mutated all the creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's done in a really cool, like, sketchbooky comic strip kind of way. It's really yeah. cool. Apart from a kid being eaten by a goldfish in the sketchbook <laughs> thing. At the yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, I really liked it. I thought, I mean, it, it is what it is, uh, whether it's a masterpiece or not. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's a very, I thought it was a very enjoyable couple of hours. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not going to set the world on fire. absolutely not. It's a bit like, have you seen Warm Bodies, the zombie film with Nicholas Holt in it? Yes, I have, yes. Sort of got that feel as well, where it's got the voiceover that's very sort of comedic. A bit like Zombieland had the same sort of voiceover as well. Yeah. Um... But yeah, no, I enjoyed it. It's difficult to talk about it without spoiling it. I like the whole thing with um, Michael Rooker and the little girl who was Gamora in Infinity War. Oh, really? Oh, was it really? Yeah. You, young Gamora, you mean? Yeah, not. Yeah. So yeah. he's old Anna. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would have been weird, wouldn't I it? Didn't, I didn't actually, I didn't actually uh, recognise Michael Rooker until he actually spoke. Uh, yeah, it's a, the way you spot him is you offer him a chocolate covered pretzel. Oh my god, that's him as well, isn't it? Kidding <laughs> me. Um, what a was his melty, name in? Damn, are they delicious? What was his name in Morats? What was his actual oh. name? It's, it's like tyres or something, wasn't it? It was Myers. No. No. I'm gonna have to look it up. Fuck, it's been. I really fancied doing a viewer skew rewatch recently. Yeah. Uh, it's been so long since I've watched those films. Especially, I think, because as the um, memory came up of the film showing and how influential yeah. Kevin Smith was on me. Yeah. Svenin, Mr. Svenin. Oh, so really? Okay. Uh, maybe that wasn't the name I thought it was. So. Uh, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Um,. So it's a simple plot, but it's nicely yeah. done. The special effects are yeah. good for what budget I imagine they had. Mm. I enjoyed the end. I liked the thing with the final monster. Yeah, I like the fact. I liked. Um, I love some of the monsters. I mean, I love the snail monster. I can't remember what they called it now. But you know, like, the, the real slow. Yeah. Um, they, they gave it a, a really fun name. I can't remember what they called it. Like a. A rock, uh, like a rock slime or something. They called it a rock. Yeah, I can't remember what they called it. I liked the frog one as well in the swimming. The frog pool. was cool. Yeah, the dog's ace as well. The dog's not yeah. a mutant, but um, and on monster movies, I also watched finally Godzilla vs Kong. Yay! Uh, which oh, yeah. I also, I, I don't get people shitting on that life. film. It's yeah. very much what you expect it to be. It's you could exactly argue that there's too much human. Be. You could do yeah. without the plot line with the podcaster. That doesn't really add anything to the film. Yeah. Other than a reason to bring Millie Bobby Brown back into it. Yeah. Um, but other than, even that, I was like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, this film's really fucking me off because of the creaky coming back to these bricks. Because mm. it's. You can go... Yes, you probably could have done with a bit more Godzilla and a bit more Kong, but at the same time, too much of that, and what are you really connecting with? Mm. Yeah, exactly. You know, you need a little... Even though it sounds great, you do need a little bit more than two and a half hours of monkey versus lizard. You need a little bit of, you know... And given that it's a film in which millions of people must have died during the fight at the end... To still be kind of like, yeah, fuck them up. <laughs> Who were you rooting for? Yeah, drawing that film. As you can imagine. Who were you rooting for? 
Uh, well, uh, drawing the, there was a reveal kind of near the end of another character. Well, and that's what you were rooting for. Uh, I no, I didn't. Well, I wasn't rooting for him, but I did cheer when he was revealed. But yeah, in the Godzilla versus Kong, who would you? Who did you want to win? Oh, oh, see, sorry, between those two. Yeah, uh, I think Godzilla. I think yeah, because I think he. he there, there's no way in my head that King Kong could win. Yeah, yeah. I think that is the problem. Kong is definitely yeah. built up as the hero character. Partly because yeah. you've got... It's established that Godzilla's going around just killing people kind of thing. Attacking different parts of the Earth. Mm. So they definitely set Godzilla up kind of as the villain, but... Yeah. They do. They basically bring him in as, as on the human side, don't they? Yeah. But well, yeah, because you've got the thing with it as well. Yeah, little things kind of bothered me, as in the the obvious, you know, the the, the monsters were the set with the, the the size to suit the plot compared yeah. to the other movies, and that really annoyed me. Yeah, I mean, what well, Kong definitely was grown way bigger than Kong's ever been in any other film. But if you can imagine, in the, the first film, um, he basically he. Upset, he uh, knocks over his tail alone. Knocks over an aircraft carrier. Yeah. In this film, him and Kong are fighting on an aircraft carrier. Yeah. Well, you know, you shrink in water. <laughs> That's true. That is true. All wrinkly <laughs> and stuff. It's probably very cold in that water. <laughs> but, but no, I enjoyed it. Like I say, it's. Again, it's like a Fast and Furious movie. It does exactly what it says on the tin. It's exactly what I hoped in a monster movie. So anybody who goes into that film or a Fast and Furious film expecting fucking high art cinema. It's like... Absolutely. I don't get people who are like, yeah, I watched that, it was shit. It's like, well, what did you expect? (laughs) Mm. So I can understand if you're like an old school Godzilla movie fan or an old school King Kong movie fan. It's probably not going to be for you because it's for a different generation of audience. Yeah. Uh, I had a good time watching it. Uh, part of me is tempted to sort of do the watch through of the four movies. Yeah, I did that. Uh, maybe throwing the Matthew Roderick one for a laugh. Oh my good God. Wasn't Godzilla got Zuki in that? No. He was in the cartoon, oh, I think. No, yeah. What, I thought there was a there were baby Godzilla's, weren't there? But then you yes. find a lot of eggs. Yeah. But I've got a week. The last time I watched that film, I actually quite enjoyed it. Well, I think. Yeah, when I watched it at the cinema, I hated it. Mm. And it is an absolute dog shit movie. Yeah. But I think it's you reach a certain point with a shit movie that you watch it in a completely different way and can actually quite enjoy it. Hmm. I mean, it's got problems. The fact that Hank Azaria's girlfriend is constantly calling him a retard <laughs> is, is a fucking problem. But yeah, but yeah um, trying to think what else. Oh, I finally watched John Carter, as in John Carter of Mars. Oh, okay, yeah. Quite enjoyed is it. Is it a disaster, everyone was saying? No, I quite enjoyed it. It's, I think the problem was is they took the Of Mars out of the title. Oh, okay. Because you think John Carter, it could be anything. Mm. John Carter from accounts. <laughs> but, um, 
but no, I quite enjoy. Again, expectations were kind of low anyway. Mm. Um, but it's a again, it's a bit baggy in places. It's probably stuff you could cut out, but it was a perfectly enjoyable what it was. The trouble it's got is that even though it predates it, everything looks like something else. Yeah. So you're kind of like it's like a bit like um, Valerian and the City of Tomorrow. Because they mm. based it so closely on the comic book, which predates Star Wars. Everybody's like, that's from Star Wars. That's from Star Wars. Mm. That's from Star Wars. It's like, well, no, technically the Star Wars stuff is from John Carter, but, you know. Star Wars seemed to capture the zeitgeist before it. So it's kind of aged itself out by that point. But um, what else did I watch? Oh, I finally watched, I watched New Mutants. Oh, okay, right. I've not seen that. That was pointless. <laughs> okay. It's not that I didn't enjoy it, it's just that it was just, nah. It, I watched it and I was like, why did they make this film? It's like, it's not, it's, you kind of think it's going to be like Nightmare on Elm Street 3, where they're all in the, like, you know, mental home for kids, oh, okay. for kids. Yeah. It sort of feels like it's going for that, but then it doesn't. It's like I've seen scarier episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so if they were going for the horror element, they bollocks mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. The characters aren't particularly engaging. It's not X-Men enough to be an X-Men film. It's not horror enough to be a horror film. It's not even YA is enough it, to be a young adult film. Is it related to the X-Men movies? Is it all a complete standalone? It's meant to be related in that way that those films were related to each other kind of thing. So I think oh, okay. they mentioned like Xavier. They think they're there to be trained to be X-Men. Right. Kind of thing. And it's just... Uh, again, I'm sure there are people who like it. And uh, I watched a film. It's not like I can even say in like, the case of a Godzilla vs. Kong. Because it doesn't give you what you went there expecting. Mm. And you kind of look at it and you're like, why did you reshoot so much of this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. What was the point? Um, but yeah, I watched Luca as well, the new Pixar movie on Disney Plus. Yeah, that's on my watch to watch list. Uh, we can't talk about that. Then. I liked but it. You it. can do. It. Um, as I say, it it's, feels more Studio Ghibli than Pixar. Yes, I'd read that. I read that. I read that. It was um, a lot of kind of nods. But I think that's to its favour. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it more than you enjoyed Soul. Yeah, no, I really didn't really couldn't get on board with that. Um, but then again, I mean, look what happened with me and um, um, the uh, thingy and the missiles and the machines. I love that film now. See, yeah, can't yeah. take my word for it, can you? It's weird. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's something to do with like the mood you're in when you first sit down and watch it. Do you know? Yeah, it could be. Um. I watched a couple of the Disney shorts while I was on there. So I watched 22 vs. Earth, which yeah. is the short connected to Soul, which I enjoyed. Uh, the one I really liked was Us Again. Okay. It's about an old couple that become young again in the rain. But there's no dialogue. It's all like music and them dancing. Yeah. But I highly recommend checking it. It's only like seven minutes long. Mm. But that's really worth watching. Um... I watched High Fidelity again, because, you know, yeah. it had been a week. Uh, what else have I watched? Oh, I watched that Man United documentary. Shocking, I know. Mm. But Kat wanted to watch it, and I was 
curiously interested. Um, and I watched a documentary about uh, D.B. Cooper, which if you've seen the first episode of Loki. Which I haven't. But, uh, it plays into that. Um, but yeah, then other than that, nothing. I finally watched Defending Your Life from 1991. I didn't realise it was on Blu-ray and then discovered it's one of those ones that on Films to be Buried With, people keep mentioning it. Oh, okay. It's an Albert Brooks film, and it sounds great, and I really wanted to watch it, and I didn't realise it was on Blu-ray, and I finally fucking remembered to search it up and find out it was part of the Criterion Collection. Okay. So I ordered that and watched it, and fucking loved it. Okay. It's about a guy who dies, but then he has to sort of... It's not so much defending... It's called defending your life, but it's not so much that. He sort of has to prove that he lived his life to the fullest so that he can go on to the afterlife. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. It's sort of like a quirky little film. But very 1991. Mm. Um, but yeah, and for whatever reason, I watched You, Me and Dupree from 2006. Oh, good Lord. I'd never seen it. That's a film that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I didn't hate it. It was fine, I suppose. It's very t- mid two thousands, at the height of that Owen Wilson thing. But it was one of those ones that just happened to be on, and I couldn't find anything else to watch. So I thought, I've never seen this. Fuck it. Um, oh, and I watched another of the CG animated, computer animated Asterix movies. Okay, yeah, which was all right. It was weird, because it's only 87 minutes, but there were times where I was like, this film's been on for fucking hours. <laughs> but I did still quite enjoy it. It was just, it could have been 60 minutes and been perfect. Mm. Weirdly. But but yeah, and then other than that, we've got into House of Games. Yeah, which is a great programme. Which, I don't know why we didn't watch it originally. But... Yeah, because BBC started repeating it, and then Dave started repeating it as well at the same time. Mm. But it just seems to be all over the place how they're showing it on Dave. Yeah, it is. It is all over the place. But it's a great fucking show. Yeah, it is genius. Absolutely fantastic. But the problem I tend to have with quiz shows is that I'll really get into them and watch them for a while, like on a regular basis, like The Chase or Pointless and that. And then after a while, it's just kind of like, done with this now. And then mm-hmm. it'll be a little while and I'll rediscover it again. Um, it's, but I do love the format of it. I always assume, because we started watching it when they did it on BBC One, when they did the Richard Osman's Night of House Games or whatever it was called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I always assumed it was plebs on it. I didn't realise it was celebrities on the standard one as well. I just thought they got them in for the BBC One version. But... Watching it now, I can understand why it wouldn't be normal people. Mm. Can you imagine how tedious that'd be? <laughs> Just a week of Janet. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's an enjoyable. Although it's not one you can fucking. Thing I tend to like about quiz shows is that I can do something else while they're on. But that's one you've got to watch. Yeah, yeah. Like answer smash or that. You can't be casually doing it. 
It's weird how some of those trip you up as well, where you've got the two answers, but you can't work out how to smash them together. I tell you, my favourite is the the one. Is it Broken Karaoke? Um, yes. Where they they have a song and it's just the the first letter. Yeah, but the letters the pop lyrics. up in the rhythm of the song. But the manners. And it's bizarre where sometimes you can get it, and it's like, how the hell did I get that? It was the other day when it was YMCA and nobody got it for mm. ages. Literally, YMCA has come up on the list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was um, Disco the yeah, other day as well. Yeah, yeah. Cat got Karma Comedian by Culture Club freakishly oh, yeah. quickly. Yeah. And I can't remember the one I got. Um, it's um, it's weird seeing like um, Daft Punk get lucky come up because mm. <laughs> it comes up perfectly in line everything's the same number of letters in each line and it's really weird my OCD was really happy watching those come up <laughs> it was nice it was organised it was neat <laughs> But it's the prizes as well. They're fucking great. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah. Although, the Richard Altman action figure looks more like Sue mm. Perkins. <laughs> Cats all got yeah, whacked by flat- like Sue Perkins. <laughs> yeah, so, the flat hair and the glasses. Yeah. It's a... But, but now, it's a... Like I say, other than that, on top of the pops, I've not really been watching anything TV regularly. And Loki, but... Oh, and Bad Batch, I'm still enjoying. Mm. I do like me a Star Wars cartoon. I've not watched that yet. It's good. If you're not, you kind of need to watch Clone Wars first. Oh, okay. You don't need to, but it'll help, kind of thing. I've watched half of Clone Wars. Clone Wars is good. The problem with Clone Wars is that every so often they chuck in, like, a really kiddie episode. And you just go, eh. But there's some great Mm. episodes in Clone Wars with the troopers. The one where they're trapped in the mm. outpost is fucking great. Um, they do some really interesting stuff with the clones, and then when they do the Order 66 stuff... Yeah. Like the clone that starts to malfunction before Order 66 is done. He turns and kills one of the Jedi. Like, before Order 66 has happened. Like, malfun- oh, okay. the chip malfunctions. Yeah. And that's how some of the clones find out that they're chipped and get them removed. Yeah. But, oh, awesome. Like I said, it does some interesting stuff and it ties up some of the threads from the prequels that weren't tied up in the films, like the uh, Jedi that ordered the clone army and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Oh, um. Master Psychodius. Psychodius. Psychodius, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, they touch on that. And, uh, it's really good. It's, like, do, it's a bit like the Mandalorian. Dave Filoni knows that. Uh, I think did okay. I honestly can't remember whether you do or not but it I because I kind of when I if, if I remember rightly I always assumed that he was known as something as another name like uh, like um, Sephardius was a pseudonym or something well yeah because I always assumed it was Dooku yeah exactly that yeah but or possibly even the Emperor mm. like, you know nobody knew the Emperor was a Jedi at some point Mm. But it sort of ties it up. He is actually a, a person. But 
But yeah. Um so what stuff have you got? Do you want anything you want to plug? Anything coming out other than commissions list? <laughs> well, art wise. Um, yeah. You've been working on anything else or? Um, so, uh, I finished, I think I mentioned it the last time. Um, I have got a strip coming out in the new awesome podcast anthology drink and draw thingy. The DUI um, one, is it? Drawing yeah, under the that's it. Yeah, that's out soon. I think um, I do have something in that. That's with uh, um, David Robertson, isn't it? With David Robertson, yeah, he's the writer. I was the artist on that one. Uh, well, I've got, let's be honest, nothing really. I'm still working on my my robot book uh, cool. project, which uh, is kind of on the sidelines because of commissions stuff. <laughs> of commissions, yeah. Um. And that's it, I think, really. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, how about you? Um, well, you've got your, you, you finally got pubes. I finally got pubes. Uh, <laughs> that needs some explanation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I finally started working on pubes that was mentioned a couple of podcasts ago. Mm. And with my, uh, I'm not sure if the world's ready for a comic called Pubes and you egg me on, so I've finally done the first page of that. So I'd roughed it out Which years ago. Awesome. So yeah, it's a. I used a semi-famous horror movie house. One of the most famous, I'd say. That's the model for it. Yeah. Uh, so famous, I didn't get it right. No, you you went the other way. Yeah, well, they are very similar. If you look, if you Google, I know they, they are, are similar. Yeah, it's like standard American suburban kind of house, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of what I wanted. That's why I thought it was perfect and I could do a little scream-esque knob. Knob? Nod. Nod. Because <laughs> you said pubes. <laughs> um, well, yeah, because the idea of so, pubes was that it would be the main feature to Roadkill's B feature, which Roadkill's on mm. the website now, and it's also a fun comic house. For those who want to check that out on there. Because if you check it out on Comic yeah. House, I get a little bit of money each time somebody reads it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I've probably got more money from Comic House since I've been putting stuff on it than I've ever got from selling comics. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. It's not. I've not sold that many physical comics. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably an exaggeration. I did when... I can't remember which one. Well, I think when I first put March the Robots and... Jason Isaacs on there, I got a decent, like, you know, we're talking like a tenner. Mm. And I'm still not sure whether that was a glitch and he sent the wrong amount by mistake. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've got a little library on there now of comics. I've done more comics than I thought. I've been high pitched then. Fucking hell, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, the quality might not be there, but I've done more comics. And, and I've put another comic up on the Nerds website as well. Okay. The one I sent you, the little short one. Oh, uh, I sat there now, was it? Called Consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, which I did because I felt like I hadn't done anything productive in my week off, even though I'd been doing the garden. Mm. So, yeah, it's literally, like, four pages long. Um... 
Yeah, four pages long. Um, doesn't have a quote from my wife on the back, although she did then give me a quote afterwards. <laughs> which was the, I hope you didn't spend too long doing that. Brilliant. Uh, it's still not as good as the one on the back of Roadkill of what the fuck is wrong with you. <laughs> I reckon I should, next time I do a book, I reckon I should get her to do my poor quote. <laughs> It'll probably be something like better than any shit Stuart ever does. <laughs> It's sort of become a thing now. So I'd be disappointed if she. So basically, if she turned around and she said, "I really like that," you'll wonder what the fuck's wrong with it. I'll just. It'll never see the light of day. Yeah. <laughs> just tear it up or tear it up. We'd have to be like that, do you? Just walk out the room. I put Cute consideration bitch. up on the site, and I was like, I put it up, and I didn't actually bother to get you to read it first, so I could get your uh, unfiltered <laughs> thoughts on it. But. <laughs> But yeah, so that's up on the site. Like I say, it's just mm. a silly messing around kind of thing. It's nothing major. Um, and then we got the nerd strips going up every Friday on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah, if you just haunted nerds on Instagram, I think. Uh, does that take you to it? Yeah, Instagram.com forward slash haunted nerds. And there are six on there so far. Uh, I put three up on... It's been going for weeks. So I put three up on the first week. It's like a little thing to sort of kick it going kind of thing. And then, yeah, they're four panels generally. The first three were three panels each. And then, yeah, they're generally four panel. It's a bit like how they appear in the book. Just it's a panel each thing. So I don't know whether the joke works better that way. Rather than seeing the whole page as one thing. I think it works. Yeah, uh, that's what the penguins like, isn't it? No, you see all three in a row. Um, Not on Instagram, I, you don't do. Oh, I, I might do. be wrong, actually. I think you do. Oh, um, think, yeah. Dan Harris, when he did his Inktober ones. Oh, okay, yeah. Did it a panel each. So oh, uh, also uh, Captain Meringue's like that as well. That's one panel at a time. Yeah, I haven't looked at Captain Meringue for a long time. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's no, I really, like it. it's just one of those things. You know, I'm like yeah. a web comics. What's like, really nice is he's just introduced a new character, like literally, um, uh, because his cat died in real okay. life. So he's brought his cat into the comic, and I thought that was lovely. Oh, nice. But it works really well. Yeah. That's cool. Well, not cool that the cat died, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a lovely idea. We can't talk about things dying because we always fuck it up. So let's just move on now. Let us not forget our touching tributes to actors that have died. <laughs> um, yeah, and then probably my greatest achievement was putting a piece of black pudding in my cheeseburger. Which I wanted to talk to you about, actually. I, I didn't realise you liked black pudding. Yeah. I didn't know that. We bought some a couple of weeks ago because... It was my Sunday off, and generally on my Sunday off, I go yeah. I go extra cheat day and have a fried breakfast. Now, do you go for the um, the flat the uh, vacuum packed slices, or do you go for the whole sausage with an orange label in a box? No, we go vacuum packed slices because I'm the only one that eats it. Because the other one is the most amazing black pudding you've ever tried. It's okay. crumbly, it's amazing. It's in like a it's in it's in like a sausage shape in a box with an orange label on it. I know the one. 
Yeah, yeah another one. Amazing. I, yeah. Costs more though, so it's a difficult sell. It is a little <laughs> bit more, yeah. But not I mean like fifty P more. Yeah. I mean, when I posted that thing up, I knew that there's going to be some fucker who's going to come on and be like, oh, you eat that fucking... No one did. ...geeled blood of... I... No, because I put in the thing, you know, if you don't like it, just move on with that comment. Yeah, you did, absolutely. I, I don't need some prick judging me for it. That's like, no, I know what you mean. But I think there, were, there was plenty of support on that. Yeah. Like I say, it's just... It's that British thing, isn't it? If this tastes nice. What does it taste like between two bits of bread? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like super noodles. They're nice, but chuck them in a sandwich. Oh. But yeah, so, it's just, we just so had it no in the else, fridge. And I was yeah, like... So no one else in your family likes puppet in them? No. Oh, I think I tried crazy. to get Jack to try it, but I think that he doesn't understand. I didn't like it as a kid, to be fair. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know, a bit like mustard for some people. You kind of grow into yeah. it. Or certain uh, cheeses. Olives. olives as well. Yeah. Well, I suppose a cat doesn't like it because it's not lasagna. Well, there is that too. <laughs> but yeah, it was just in the fridge, and I was like, I wonder if you can stick it in a burger. And yeah, I was like, fuck it, I'm trying it. Yeah. I sort of Googled, like, you know, black pudding in a burger, as you do, and there was a couple of places in Manchester that it was like their speciality burger. Mm. So that's good enough for me. And, oh, fuck me. It's good. Blue cheese is good in the burger as well. See, I'm not a big blue cheese guy. I possibly might be now. I might have matured into it, but I just remember having it as a kid and it was the most disgusting thing. And yeah, yeah, it is a really bitter, kind of horrible, sour taste to it. But Like, what I imagine having a jock strap shoved in your mouth would be like... And it's not like that. With a sock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's who I shoved a jock strap in the mouth. <laughs> At least I took it off. <laughs> no, that was more like a warm brie. <laughs> a soggy baby bell. <laughs> There's our title. Bell. Soggy baby bell. <laughs> the soggy baby bell of doom. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. I knew we'd get there eventually. Um... No, I've, uh, see, I quite like just messing around with food. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not big on trying new things. Do you know what I've had a craving mm. for recently that I'm going to make this week is apple flapjack. Uh, apple flapjack? Yep, never had apple flapjack. None oh, of flapjack for years. Yeah. But I went to Tesco's today and bought the ingredients, so. Awesome. going to give that a try. Well, I think my, it's my... slightly healthy, it's not a healthy snack, but it's slightly healthier for you than pastry stuff yeah it is it's got the the oats in it and these which are slow burning as as long as you don't overdo it with the uh, sugar sugar and the the syrup golden syrup yeah I might chuck some sultanas in it as well just to make it a bit moister (laughs) fruit (laughs) I like fruit in there I I like a chewy flapjack rather than a hard flapjack yeah so my sister recently bought a, a pizza oven well, like one that you have in your garden. Yeah, one of them. Basically, nice. it's like a furnace. <laughs> and um, but I tell you what, they're bloody tricky. It's not the pizza oven you've got to worry about. It's the uh, it's the, it's the state of your dough, getting your dough right. Because right. if you make yourself a pizza and you get your dough and stuff like that, and you stick it in the oven, 
Um, at least you know it's slower cooked because it's a it's a, a cooler temperature and all that. Yeah. But it's very unforgiving the pizza oven and the fact you need the confidence because you 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 stick it in you got your they call it a peel but it's basically a, like a spade. Yeah. And you stick you stick it in and then you cook it literally for about twenty to thirty seconds and then you've got to shove your spade in as hard as you can to get it to force the pizza back up onto the spade and twist it round. But if you get your dough slightly too wet, it will stick or it will break apart. Don't take this the wrong way, but this might be the sexiest conversation we've ever had. (laughs) It's shoving things in and pizza. (laughs) And pizza. (laughs) Are you aroused, Stuart? Um, Always. Why doesn't that come up on my Instagram searches? Why is it always women with their boobs hanging out? Why isn't it pizza? Why isn't it a nice, delicious pizza? <laughs> Just going to start getting sent pictures of Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs, aren't I? <laughs> no, we uh, looked at one. You know, in that weird way that Aldi have. You know, this is the random yes. thing we've got at Barking Price. I recently bought a barbecue from Aldi. Uh, see, we were tempted to get a pizza oven when they were doing this. We bought that churros fucking thing, and it's oh, fucking yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. It it doesn't. It, you know, like it, they're just really flowery, and they're not airy at all. It's like flour that's stuck together. And uh, so, what is it? so a churro machine? Is it literally a defat fry over pipe above it? Basically, but it doesn't have. It's a bit like a sandwich toaster. Instead, right. so you don't have the fat in it. Oh, okay. So, but it doesn't make them light and fluffy like the ones you get no. down at the Christmas market. Yeah. Because I love churros. Loved them since we used to go to Spain. Yeah. And, you know, they're essentially a fucking heart attack as a stick, but... Yeah. <laughs> but, but I need to start trying to be better. I've started putting weight back on again. It's so easy to do, though, mate. Like, well, I mean, I always said I'd be happy between 14 and 14 and a half, and I'm not good over 14 and a half, but the closer you get to the 14 and a half, the more you're kind of like, Egh. yeah. So, but May didn't help, because with fucking like, three birthdays, that was a lot of birthday cakes. Of course, yeah. Sure. Every so often we like to slip up to Jane's pantry. Not like every week, but every so often. Yeah. And then being on freaking um, Uber Eats doesn't help either. You no. can literally phone up for a sausage roll now. Yeah, but then it costs so much more to get it delivered, it's not worth it. That's what puts me off of that. So, that's why I want to try and make you flat You do get deals it's, on it, yeah. It's, it's sinful, but it's better sinful than... Because I don't want to be fucking one of those boring-ass fuckers who just doesn't... Because I enjoy food. Mm. So I don't want to be one of those pricks that's like, no, no, I can't, it's too many calories. I don't want to start counting that shit. Plus, at the end of the day, I'm nearly 42, I'm married. It's not like I'm impressing anybody with a fucking <laughs> Chris Hemsworth bod. I just, I don't want to feel like I've achieved something and let it slip away kind of thing. Uh, Plus, I just got rid of all my fat guy clothes, so I'll have nothing to wear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a... Uh... Although I did see... Um, the Rock shared one of his meals from his, and again, I don't want to be like The Rock because that's just too much. Was it, was it his cheat day meal? No, it was his regular meal, but it was like 
ground beef in brown rice with like pineapple and broccoli, and it actually yeah. looks really nice. Okay, but it's not uh, something the cat would want to eat, so it'd be something I'd have by myself, kind of thing. Hmm. But I'm guessing the pineapples to add them because I've looked at a couple of recipes and people seem to make their own sweet and sour sauce to go with it. Yeah, which, which will work really well with the pineapple. Yeah, so I'm guessing. Well, I'm guessing the pineapple in the rocks version is to replace the sweet and sour sauce, but to give it a little bit of moisture. Yeah. So I imagine it's quite a dry meal otherwise. It would be. Yeah. We do something what we call burger in a bowl, um, right. which is basically salad with. Um, with minced beef on top of it, with gherkins and mustard. Okay. So it's basically a burger, but without the bread. Yeah. And that's great because it actually does. If you got, if you like gherkins, if you got the, the pickles on that, it actually tastes a bit like a burger. Yeah. See, I'm the only one who eats anything salady. Oh really? Yeah. I'm not a fan of tomato, but like lettuce. I always liked lettuce in a burger. Uh, it's, mm. You can't buy a lettuce just to put a couple of leaves in a burger. No, it's pastry. And the trouble with a salad is it's not a filling meal. No. No, the problem, the problem I always had when it? I tried to eat salad is that I'd then eat later on in the night, in the evening. Yeah. And I'd probably eat more than I should. It's like the problem I had with fasting. Not that I fasted, I'd like, I'd try not to eat anything between 8 at night and 8 in the morning, although with starting work. Early sometimes mm. I'll have Weetabix with honey on it mm. instead of the slim fast because I can't get slim you, fast on Amazon anymore. Do you get um, do you get shaky if you don't eat? I can do to the point where I thought maybe I'm diabetic. It feels like yeah. my body's going to go into shock. But the problem I have sometimes uh, with fasting is I get so hungry that I'll then just I don't binge. I binge eat and you're supposed mm. to like eat something and then wait twenty minutes and discover you're full. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. I have weird days where I feel like really thin Sundays and then other days I feel really bloated and bloated. Fat. Yeah, I think we all do. I definitely feel like that. I have good days and bad days. And unfortunately, at the moment, I've had the more bloated days and thin days. Yeah. I just, I had a week off, so I put weight on for that because even though I was out in the garden, I wasn't as active. Mm. Um, but, it's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Welcome I to the get those who dieted themselves. <laughs> I I get um, really grumpy when I'm hungry, like, um, you know, a bit like Snickers, you know. But um, I I do I get really kind of I lose concentration. I get tired. Um, Why well, do I, do. I mean a bit snappy? When I was doing the drawing a day, I was at least distracted by that. But now I find that mm. I struggle to get into a drawing if I'm hungry. Mm. I think because with the drawing a day, I had to do it, kind of thing. Whereas now it's I'm not on any deadline, mm. so I don't have to draw. So the temptation to sort of picky out of boredom kind of thing so I'm trying not to go for like full on chocolate go back to chocolate raisins that sort of thing which I know still aren't yeah. good for you but at least they've got raisins in them exactly that yeah and you can tip a few out rather than having the bag next to you and ration it I do the same thing but with peanut M&M's yeah so never like peanut protein M&M's. of the nuts ah oh, my favourite no I'm just not a big nut guy I mean, I'm nuts. Which is ironic, really. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it just never really sort of appealed to me. I used to like, when we used to go on holiday in Spain, they'd always put them on the bar in the hotel. Until I found out years mm. later that they like 95% urine. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 
also, I, I another thing with my favourite things is pretzels as well. See, I like pretzels. Yeah, anything like, salty. I like chocolate covered pretzels as well. So yeah, I guess <laughs> as long as they're not melted in your hand. Yeah, you know, as long as somebody's um, not had the finger up their ass. <laughs> I wouldn't eat them if um, somebody offered them to me. Yeah, <laughs> they give me a scab. I used to like um, yeah. Auntie Anne's pretzels. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I know. Now, I mean, I'm they're sure. sweet and soft rather than. Yeah, I was going to say, are you more of a sweet, a sweet guy than a savoury guy? No, I like the savoury ones as well. It really depends on my mood. Yeah. So it's the same with picky in. Sometimes I'm in the mood for sweet stuff. Sometimes I'm in the mood for mm. like Pringles or something like that, something savoury. Mm. I much, much more. I crave salt as opposed to sweet. Yeah. I think it depends on the time of year for me. I don't tend to like chocolate in the summer. Yeah. Just because it's so fucking hot. Although I don't tend to be as hungry in the summer. Mm. Um, cake is probably my worst one than chocolate. Oh, okay. Just, I like a good cake. It's like if yeah, we go yeah. to Jane's Pantry, I can't just order one cake. I will order three different cakes and then try and... I get one that will last until the next day. <laughs> together and make one cake. <laughs> well, the thing with Jane's Pantry is that their snail buns are amazing. Yeah. Their bread pudding is amazing, and those oh. raspberry shortbread biscuits yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking delicious. And their freaking dripping cakes, which are probably yeah. the worst things you can buy in the world. <laughs> I used to, in my week that off... With the clues in the title. <laughs> well, the lardy cakes, yeah, they're literally yeah. called fat guy food. These <laughs> 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 cakes are made of fat. They will kill you. When yeah. I used to live in that flat at the bottom of Westgate Street, yeah. In my two weeks off from working at Tesco's, I used to go there every day and buy four lardies. Mm, look at it's, that. it's amazing I got fat, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I used to, but you know, but the trouble is they were so moorish. So you'd get them early in the day and you have one then and you'd be like, I will save the others for the next day. Mm. Or at least I think, are oh, lardy cakes, um, are they regional? Are they, I think they're only kind of Gloucestershire. Are they? You know, I think so. I know they sell them in Highfields as well, but they're not as nice. They're quite dry. Yeah. No disrespect to Highfield. I like a proper gooey one. Although Kat used to love them, but she mm. found that as the caramel got harder on it. Yeah. And oh, my I'll to say what. The best thing is if you get one of them and it's maybe a day old and then you stick Blast it in the, the microwave. microwave with ice cream. Ooh. Yes, I'm not a big ice cream works. guy, but... That works. Warm cookies and chocolate ice cream, that's the... Yeah. Fucking hell, this has turned into a right foodie episode at the end, isn't it? <laughs> well, we haven't had a, really had a foodie episode, have we? We haven't. We should get a chef on. Oh, yeah, oh. can we do that? Do you know a chef? I don't, but we should get one. It's like fucking Komodo Mayo the other day they started talking about food and I just they were talking about apple strudel mm. I've just been craving an apple strudel since but it's close to weighing day so I can't get one yet is that hence the um, apple flat cake yeah okay. quite possibly I love anything apple crumble apple strudel a really good apple pie mm. no cinnamon because fuck cinnamon mm. that is the uh, spice of bastards <laughs> Well, that's a potential. I don't know why. You, you, the spice of bastards. But 
That's not the spice they were after in June, that's for sure. <laughs> Cinnamon is spicy bastards. That was the biggest disappointment about my wedding. Not for Cal, because she married me. But <laughs> it was the evening. <laughs> it's the, no, when we went to the... You go for like a taster meal beforehand to yeah. pick your menu. And yeah. they did this amazing apple pie and Cat wanted something else. Sticky toffee pudding, maybe? And I, I was like, look, you can do anything else you want in the wedding, but we're having this fucking apple pie. It's amazing. And then when they did it, it was like this horrible fucking like, oh, no. school dinner kind of apple pie. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Is it the same chef? I assume so. It was the same place. So it was all at the um, country club, whatever it's called now. Yeah. But where we had our reception isn't there anymore. It's a housing estate. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. So that's nearly 20 years that we've been married. Yeah, that's scary. 20 years since you disappeared up the road. <laughs> I was wondering when that would come back in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll never forget how calm your dad was with you, though. <laughs> All right, Andy, get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was quite proud of me, actually, because I'd never really been that drunk before that, and I thought he thought I was eating, you know. <laughs> you're, not, you're not being a teenager right, come on. It was just me and Lee trying to find you based on the vague description of I'm in grass <laughs> by a road. <laughs> but, oh, get out. I could say, fucking 20 years though. Mm. But, fucking insane. Anyway, on that bombshell. Oh no, bombshell. <laughs> Probably the biggest achievement I've done, isn't it, in 20 years of marriage? <laughs> um, yeah, so where can people find you online and book you for commissions? <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, up to the list. Um, so the best way to do it is if you go to iamzoot.co.uk and then you can send me a message on there. But I'm also on Instagram at the moment as well. Um, uh, I am Zoot Artist, I think, on Instagram. I think you are, yeah. I'm actually, I'm checking this grammar every few minutes because I'm in No, you're in that position, aren't you? Which has got an hour and 26 minutes left. Let me just, so I have been checking it and I think it's starting to creep up on me on, hang on, what we've got, 164, 170, yeah, it's starting to creep up slightly. It's 15 between it. So I might have to see if I can find some people to vote for me, I think. You're gonna have to get little, like a little rosette made. Start canvassing door to door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you believe in zoots? <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. Let me, yeah, let me let me tell you about the world of zoots. It started with an online art competition thing and became a religion. <laughs> yeah. It's like Scientology, but with more drawing. <laughs> um, yeah you can find me on again if you go to hauntednerds.com you can find a link there but I'm on Facebook as um, Stuart Thinks You Can Draw I'm on Twitter as at Token Nerd I'm on Instagram as Stuart Thinks You Can Draw um, you can find the Haunted Nerds on Facebook 
the aforementioned website um, and on Podbean, where Haunted Nerds on all of those. Um, we're on Twitter and, like I say, the Instagram's now up as well, where the strips are. Uh, you can read our comics on Comic House. Um, that's pretty much. Oh, I won my thing with um, T Public. I'm back on that. Oh wow! You did. You did actually win that. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. They looked at the stuff and were like, "Yeah, all right, cool. That's you." So, it's back on T Public. So, do we know why they questioned it in the first place? Uh, I don't know. Um, I had to. On Red, was it Red Bubble? Yeah, Red Bubble. I had to put in a complaint against somebody who was selling my design as their own. Yeah, did that work? Uh, yeah, they took it down. But I looked at their. I was tempted to contact all the other artists that they were ripping off. Yeah, because it was the kind of thing. If you'd actually nobody cares, but if you looked at their thing, there was no consistent style in their art. Yeah. It was blatantly things they'd just taken from other people. Instant, instant giveaway. So it's. I know I can do things that look different. I can do things mm. in various styles, but it's still generally mine. You can generally look at my stuff and tell it's me. Because mm. it's a bit shit. Ah, said it before anybody else did. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, uh, we'll be back in roughly a month again. Possibly slightly yeah, earlier. We might, we might have a guest. Hopefully. In a trial of guest. Um, oh, we didn't do shout-outs for things. Uh, I want to shout-out the... There's a new Superman podcast that started called All-Star Superfan. Um, it's just started. They've only done three episodes, and one of those is a two-parter. Um, but it's basically a couple of Superman fans, so they've talked about... They did a general Superman chat. Um, they started out on the... One of the Lois and Clark groups. Um, but yeah, they've done that, and then they've just done one that's like they're, they picked three of their favourite Superman stories each from the comics. Um, but yeah, it's all-star superfan. They're on iTunes and Podbean and that. Um, but yeah, I think it's Podbean. They might not be on Podbean, actually. But yeah, you'll find them on Instagram. or Not Instagram, um, Apple Music. Um, where you can also find us. Yeah, we're Podbean on Apple Music. And Spotify. Well, yeah, it's, mm. that's what Apple Podcast is now, I think. Oh, you know what Apple's like? They change their name every two minutes. Yeah. Seemingly these days. Um yeah, and other than that, that's it. Um as always, I've been Stuart Moraine and I've been joined by uh, uh Andy Hanks, I am Zoot. There we go. The uh Um yeah, and that is it for this one. Fucked it again at the end. At least we got the introduction <laughs> right this time. Yeah, that was a rarity. <laughs> And on that note, uh, yeah, we shall see you in a month or so. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Thank you. If anyone got this far, thank you for listening. Yeah. If you got this far, God bless you. (laughs) If you didn't get hungry and just wander off for a snack instead. (laughs) For some apple flapjacks (laughs) or some pretzels. Not to be confused with apple podcasts. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was terrible. Gone too long. Right. See you. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye. <laughs>